Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer, and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. (laughs) Mrs. Buff, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? (laughs) No, I have not had it in the can. (laughs) Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Well, hello. My name's Justin Crosley, and I am still alive. <laughs> Pleased yeah. to meet you. Oh. <laughs> and people well, were cashing in on the uh, the death pool. It was, yeah. it was dicey there for a while. <laughs> uh, I'd like to welcome you to our little show. I think you'll fit right in. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I've heard good things about it. <laughs> and, um, yeah. <laughs> Here I am, and and not sick. So nice. that's Ooh, good. Nice. Even the last yeah. uh, officially, few, officially, even the last few times I've been here, I was uh, I was still pretty sick. But. I mean, you got both your feet still. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you're not sick, but I'm a little disappointed. I had this long conversation with our friend Dave from Flattail about how he was going to brew a Justin Crossley Memorial beer. Oh, I would have loved that. I know. We should just do that anyway every right. year. But that's what we should do instead <laughs> yeah. of like the Spring Fest. It's the Justin Crossley Memorial Brewing uh, Beer Festival, and we'll drag you out to just thank everybody. For coming. Yeah, total weekend at Bernie's me. Just put me on a dolly and yeah. uh, roll me up on the stage. No, before you're even dead. <laughs> oh, I know. Just pre-planning. Yeah. I just can barely move. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I knew where we were going with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you for the warm welcome. It's nice to be back in the studio. I... Uh, <laughs> 
You know, I went through, man, uh, you know, I basically have been sick since January. And, since birth. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> they, you know, they put me on antibiotics, and they put me on this, and they put me on that. And ultimately, they, they, they ran out of things to do. Um, uh, some people were starting to think I had tuberculosis. Uh, no. Which, oh. which I didn't actually get tested for. Was but I coughing think, up blood yeah. thing? There was, I didn't, I, there was nothing like that. The coughing was bad, but there was no blood. And, uh, yeah. Fraternizing with uh, unvaccinated people? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the doctor ended up putting me on a, a gnarly dose of uh, steroids. She just oh. said, you know, we're just going to put you on a, a, another bout of antibiotics and a, and a crap load of, of steroids. And I mean a lot. I, I, That's why you're looking extra ripped today. Uh, well, yeah, I'm a juice head now. <laughs> well... What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's about to rip right off. There are a lot of side effects to the steroids. Um, you were warned. <laughs> there's definitely some rage that happens, but uh, there's also other things like uh, mania, suicidal thoughts. Uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah, there's oh. a long list. And those are all, by the way, at doses of about a third of what I was taking. Wow. In the beginning, I, well, I was already having the night sweats. Uh, yeah. In the beginning, I was taking um, 12 pills a day of of just that. dude. But let me tell you that. So I'm off them now. You you then have to wean off of them uh, to reduce the... um, The withdrawal? uh, Yeah, Yeah. which can be severe. Right. Um, Did Kate have to hide all your guns? It's not even withdrawal. (laughs) It's actually like very detrimental to your health to just stop them. Right. You could die. So I took my last oh, pill. Um, took my last pill Saturday, and I had been feeling better, you know, for days before that. Even it, it worked very, very quickly, which was good. Nice. The one side effect they didn't tell me about that was fantastic was energy, like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was doing ten things at once, all day, every day. I was focused, and and I had said before. The, when I when I'd been sick, that I actually couldn't remember what it was like to, for one, not be sick, and I couldn't remember what it was like to have energy. I had just been working under a cloud of fatigue for it seems like months. Yeah, uh, man, they were fucking fantastic yeah. for that. Well, Super wouldn't you know it? I'm tired as fuck today. <laughs> I'm like ready to call the doctor and be like, "Hey, can you can we just put me on like a steady regimen? Like I'm a juice head now." You know? Yeah, that's yeah. your thing. Everyone has a thing. That's your thing. Know, we'll do podcasts about it. It'll be great. Yes, we can get them on the street. Don't worry about it. Okay, yeah. because it was really good. Uh, boy, did I get stuff done. And uh, <laughs> my brother lives close to Mexico. Okay, like, just check over the border for you. I mean, it's a very standard steroid. It's not hard to come by. Apparently, um, oh, that side effect was really fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's good. I thought you were going to say you had an extra limber butthole or something. <laughs> I have not noticed any uh, shrinkage in the balls, uh, okay. although I, right. I would have welcomed it. Um, <laughs> uh, I just tighten yeah. them up yeah. a little bit. Who bro? needs these saggy things? Right. Yeah, it yeah. was like I figured it was like a ball lift. But yeah. uh, no, you I don't I want didn't. back problems later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, how's your home run swing? Pretty good. I mean, you hit more home runs. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, oh man. Uh, yeah. I did a little uh, hit the driving range. You know, I'm just <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. knocking them out of the park down there. <laughs> Uh, is that porn? Is the driving range? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I feel better. I feel good. I'm happy to be That's back. To and good. hopefully it'll it'll stay away. I guess if I actually do have tuberculosis, it'll come back pretty quickly. But I don't think that went away. Are we all in danger? Should you be broadcasting yeah. from Bebo's booth? And should we be here? If that's what I would have had, yeah. or for some reason still, I, I really don't think that's the case, then yeah, I actually would have been putting all of you in danger. Good. Uh, oh, it God is, bless. It is a highly contagious... Uh, but... Spitting in the, the bears isn't good either. <laughs> so we'll have our own hospital wing soon? I think so, 
the BN, the BN hospital wing. Right. That'll be a fucking fun wing. Yeah. We ought to get that going before me and Tasty head downhill. The infirmary. <laughs> in the meantime. It's not the BN army, it's the BN infirmary. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. they're, they're putting the yellow tape right outside this window, I'll tell you. <laughs> the big red X on the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. We'd have to live here, dude. We would all have to li- That's a oh, fucking reality show. They wow. would cr- oh. <laughs> the five of us. Oh, my God. Five the guys. six wow. of us. In what is this studio? It's like 10 by 10? <laughs> yeah. In here... For what a month until uh, symptoms show? Maybe I don't know. Sure, yeah. I would lo- yeah. literally not leave this room. <laughs> I think that'd be amazing. Would God, be. that'd be amazing. Wow. It would be. It really would. Get Orkin on the phone. Goddamn it! It would be something. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other side effect, and I, I didn't really have to do this. I just figured, okay, while I'm at it, and I already feel like shit anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, I quit drinking too uh, during the whole time, and I realized I haven't. Not drank for this amount of time since I was like 12 years old. <laughs> I had to do that math and really realize I'm not exaggerating. I think it's been since I was 12 that I've gone several weeks without. Uh, Couldn't find anybody to buy your beer. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured, look, I-, I was already having the liver enzyme issue. Um, I solved the B12 issue. Uh, the supplements worked. I don't have to go for B12 shots. That my B12's nice. back up. Nice. But I just figured, look, I'm on this path. Why don't I try to nip everything in the bud here? Uh, while I'm at it, and then come back. Um, you know, I started. I had a beer on Saturday. You know, when, when I, you have? after my last pill. What's your? Yeah. What'd you have? The pivo. What broke the ice? What did I have? You know what? I just had a good old Mission Street Pale Ale. Is what I had. Wow. Yeah. Huh. All right. It was in the fridge. Back know. to basics. Kate. Kate. The great's been loving it because uh, a lot of times, you know, she'll bring home a six pack in the hopes that she gets a beer out of the deal. <laughs> yeah. And that never really happens. I drink it before. Well, she was buying a six pack. It last two weeks. You know. Like, <laughs> uh, so we saved some money. Um, I was a good, but, one good uh, side effect. Yeah. So my hope is, you know, the, the liver enzymes are a little back and checked. I got the B12 sorted out. Um, and then uh, the big thing was just the, the sickness uh, that was just bad. And uh, seems to be all right. We'll see. You know? All right. <laughs> then another 25 years, we'll try another few weeks yeah. of no drinking. Just, yeah. just move you down the list. Uh, I don't know oh, that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't just, be... Just dethrone you off the top? It's like trying to predict the market, right? Like, little news like this might change things a little. Um, I, I wouldn't move me too quickly. Um, I just I, finished the meds this weekend. Yeah, I don't think so. I still think he's still going to continue to make poor decisions. Like, last week, yeah. I literally... I texted him and I was like, "Hey, how's it going? How you feeling?" He was like, "I feel terrible, but I'm going to be there." And I was—I literally had to call him and mom him into not coming and not doing yeah. the show because of how terrible and sick he was. So it's true. And <laughs> I, I was going to come do the show, and 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 here's why: it's you guys have been doing a great job. I, I had no problems with that. I just was feeling guilty. I was, you know, I didn't want you guys to be like, what the fuck with Justin again? And like, I was really kind of beating myself. I was like, I got to go do the show. It doesn't matter if I'm sick. And I was like, no, you don't. Bevo's the one. And I was like, okay, but, but please just tell the guys that I'm really sick. Like, yeah. I'm not over here fucking around. Yeah. And then you hung up and you're like, all right, body shots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I played the sick. Remember when you used to call into work, to sick to work? I just, I can't like. <laughs> I just, I really feel bad. I, my <laughs> voice is coming in and out, and I just can't. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a smart move. Uh, I yeah. think I slept for like 14 hours that Jeez. day. And, um, That's usual, though. For yeah. <laughs> 13. So oh, I did okay, I got sorry. Extra, All right, yeah. yeah. Got it. Got to masturbate for an hour. <laughs> 
Uh, well, that's good. Good to hear. Good to hear. You're, you're getting back on the horse uh, to pour more liquor into your body yep. to deteriorate it yes. even further. That's right. But now, now I have a new set of tools. I'm on yeah. these, you know, whatever the pills that the guy got mad at me about, the milk thistle and all that. Oh, Jesus. You know, so I'm, main- oh. I'm like maintaining the liver. I do have to take the vitamin B12 yeah. every day for the rest of my life. Oh, you do? I, like, I cannot mess around with that. Okay. Oh. Um, that's a very serious thing. Like, yep. uh, But I did, I looked at my test scores or whatever they're called. Uh, you know, Just oh, results. Yeah. Results is fine. I'm back in the, yeah. I'm back in the B plus range. Okay, good. I guess, you, know. Yeah, God bless. I, you know, I like to be in the A range. What are you going to do? Hey, you're going to take better in A. Yeah. C is average. Just be happy so, with C. Like, that's a thing now forever. And we have to monitor it because if ever I stop absorbing that again, I have to do, like, the monthly injections. Welcome you know. to my life. Um, How's the... I always want to call it necrophilia, but that's not what it is. Uh, the necrophilia is still intact. The neuropathy. Neuropathy. Um, but also the necrophilia. The neuropathy is still an issue. Uh, the doctor has said, uh, give it another couple months, because, uh, you know, she hasn't lost hope that that, that could uh, still come back, or the, the feeling or whatever. But she said to call her if it doesn't. So I got to, I don't know, I'm just waiting to see. Um it's not so. It's it's improved, you know, but it's yeah, it's not great. I'm like a fucking old man now. I was walking around with my sore feet. Is AARP coming at your door yet? <laughs> Pretty much. Well, and I thought for Kate, like I should, I should probably. It's probably time to get some life insurance, you know. But now I feel they like I'm, sure you now I'm too late. Yeah, now it's all on record that I got yeah. these issues. Uh, I, I think you gotten, might be fine. Should have gotten it a year ago because I think you can get it for um, self-employed. Okay. Folks, like I got it, and the only uh, requirement was that I didn't have super high cholesterol, so I had to drive my cholesterol down. Okay, and then it was fine. But they even didn't... then, like at two twenty or whatever, yeah, it was. They still issued me the the thing, so I'm, I'm like, oh great, I should probably look into it. Yeah, you should. So Some... they ask you a question: When's the last time you were seen by a doctor? Yeah. Did they ask you that? Oh, that, fuck. This was like four they years ago. Did, and, uh, yeah. They're going to ask him what he's yeah. going to say. Yeah. Well, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like every day. Which time? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Which you, doctor? You don't have any lingering issues except that, you know, you take vitamin. You have to take a vitamin supplement, and then there you go. Yeah, I guess Yeah, it's worth looking at. Maybe I'll let a little. Enzymes are all out of whack. It's free, And I don't dude. know that because we haven't retested. I'm just assuming. Yeah. You know, she basically told me, like, uh, if you. If you stop the drinking the way you are, the liver enzymes will settle down. The, the, the reason that they're there is because they're elevated, uh, and you're, you're putting them to work, so they stay up there. So I think I'm just, uh, I guess I'm just going to assume for now that because I chilled out, you know. But at any given moment, they'll certainly go back, the uh, same as the rest of you. Like when, when we go away to a beer festival for oh, a weekend, yeah. you could be certain that your liver enzymes oh. are elevated when oh, you come yeah. home. The question is whether or not you give them time to, to settle back down, right. and that's just something I don't generally do. Yeah. Well, milk thistle. <laughs> hey, yeah, man. The homeopathic yeah. medicine of the future. Uh, don't yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah. He doesn't like that. He's, he's gonna, not homeopathic. He's going to get mad. I don't like it either. Yeah. Daddy's going to get mad. You just got to milk the thistle every now and then. Yeah. yeah. All right. It'll sting you. Thistles. Watch Sometimes out. it sprays a little bit. Thistles are overrated. <laughs> There's something else in there, too. He's going to get mad at me that I didn't say all the things. I'm sure he is. It's good stuff. It's fine. You don't even remember his name, so it's all right. <laughs> the guy. <laughs> the, the homeopathic. The doctor, the, 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 the guy. guy. He's doctor not on steroids anymore. Doctor, the guy. <laughs> all right. David um, Avocado Wolf. 
So I'm happy to be here, and I would like to thank our sponsor, More Beer, for sponsoring this show and every session that we do. Um, they've been doing it for a long time and, um, you know, keeping yeah. me alive, really. I would there say, you go. In some way. Yeah. Um, and we got a great show planned for you today. We've got Basque Land Brewing Project from Spain on the program. Really excited. Um, so, yeah, uh, a cool brewery, and I think we get to learn something about the uh, Spanish brew scene, craft beer scene. So we'll be talking to Ben Matz. He's their brewer over there. Sounds like they're kind of living the dream over over there, like surfing around Spain and France, and yeah, that uh, sounds amazing, right? Yeah, I don't uh, even surf or like French, <laughs> but people. it just sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds good. It still sounds good. Yeah. I mean, we've covered a lot of like the northern part of Europe. We'd like to talk like Nor- the Norwegian beer scene and a lot of the English brew scene, but we haven't really kind of been down in the Spanish area. So I think you're I'm right. Kind of stoked I, about it. I feel like I've mistaken some Brazilian brewers we've talked to for <laughs> Spanish brewers before, yeah. but that's me. We've actually talked to what Spanish brewers. Right. Yeah. Like, that's actually Portuguese. Yeah. I'm speaking. So. I think I was like, oh. Is it time for a siesta? And you're like, uh, hey, where's your sombrero, yeah. amigo? I love tacos. Yeah. And like, dude, so, I have a PhD. Fuck off. I know. And I just always say, I know. I'm, I'm the idiot. Uh, so we'll be talking to Basland in just a few minutes. Uh, awesome. In fact, I got a lot to get through so we can get him on the line here. Um, uh, it's late there. It's, you know, I, I believe it's early there. It's early there. It's okay. Almost four. All right. Let me get through this. We can, we can do announcements and feedback just real late. quick. Uh, Spring Bruce Festival is this Saturday, April 1st. Tickets are on sale now. I do recommend buying your tickets early. Uh, it, it looks like we might sell out this year, uh, so I don't want anybody showing up on the day of and 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 getting you know butt hurt. And then I have to send you away. Tickets. Yeah, so uh, it's Escorted easy. Away. Just go to bnbrewfest.com. Um, and a lot of great breweries are going to be there. We've got 60 breweries lined up, which is more than we've ever had. Uh, the park is going to be full with breweries, including one of my favorites, Drake's Brewing Company. Uh, they will be there. And they're also a sponsor of our soundstage. That's right. Uh, which is, they, you know, they've been doing that for years, and this is a big deal. We cover all the costs for the fest, you know, the, as best we can for uh, with, with sponsors. Uh, the the entertainment is a significant cost, and then um, that allows us to donate more money to the nonprofit uh, who uh, we are supporting, which is the Toto Santos Business Association. They also bring music to the park all year long, or all summer long, I should say. Yeah, Drake's um, is a really, really popular regional brand, so when they have their banner up there on the stage, it just fits it fits right in. Yeah, and you know what, John. I was just talking about this to somebody the other day. Uh, John Martin, he's the owner of Drake's and, and, and Triple Rock and Jupiter. And uh, he is one of my favorite um, entrepreneurs in this business. And he's such a smart guy. Uh, I just They just expanded Triple Rock. I got to see it for the first time the other day uh, down in uh, Berkeley there. And I just really love that guy. Not only is he really smart with the things he does, but he's such a supporter of craft beer. And he's the guy who shows up and... He doesn't. No one knows who he is. He doesn't want any attention. Like he's not out there to. He's not like me. He's like, hey, let's. Play. <laughs> you know, he's just. Uh, he go. He goes out to support whatever's happening. He came to our grand opening here at the Hop Grenade. And anyhow, I just wanted to shout out to Drake's for being another sponsor of uh, the Spring Bruce Festival. Go to bnbrewfest.com and get your tickets today. Uh, I highly recommend that you do that. We've also got a VIP event happening right here at the Hop Grenade, and you can get tickets to that for thirty-five bucks. You get. I think it's like six or eight pours of uh, beer that we've been saving up all year for this event. Plus, uh, we've got Whole Foods coming in uh, and bringing artisan cheese, charcuterie. Uh, I think what? there's some salad uh, because it's like the pre-party. Is it artisan salad? It's artisan salad. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Artesian yeah. salad? It's artesian. Oh, Both. Wow. 
from an artesian well. It's oh, from, wow. It's from Artisa. Yeah. It came from the earth? <laughs> yeah. It came from the earth? Artesian. Gross. Yeah, oh, raping well, the land. I'd check that out, maybe. No, that sounds really cool. You should come in and check it out, Tasty. Yeah. That is that is going to sell out, especially because tickets are only 35 bucks, and yeah. it's all you can eat of, the, of all of the things that Whole Foods is bringing, and then uh, a lot of great beers. Um, so you can go to, what do I have that at? SpringBrewsVIP17.eventbrite.com. Uh, or go to the Hop Grenade Facebook page, and you'll see it there. You can click on it and get your tickets. Do your Amazon shopping through us. Click the Amazon link on the homepage. Both U.S. citizens and people in the U.K. Uh, can do it. And you just shop as normal after clicking that link, and we get a little a little cut. It's a great way to support us. Um, you can also subscribe and join the BN Army. Um, and just for as little as $2 a month, we enter you into the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway, which is uh, it's 100 bucks that we give away every, every month to More Beer. Um, so sign up and become a donor. It's important to keep us alive around here, literally. All right. Get uh, uh, other updates and funny things over on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, oh. You can send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Um, Do that. Uh, you can also send show ideas to feedback or send them to Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. I don't really fucking care where you send them. Just send them somewhere. Yeah. Send to um, whitehouse.gov. <laughs> Keep your ideas to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, do we have a Twitter game? We do have a Twitter game. You know, I, I thought we might. Um, Twitter game is brought to you today by Mellow Mink Brewing. Now, you might remember from the Sour Hour, um, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Lambic and his Sour Beer Blog. Well, the Sour Beer Blog team has uh, been one of the longest-running sponsors of the Sour Hour, which uh, in my notes here says is a way better show than the session. <laughs> I don't know who wrote these notes. but uh, <laughs> um, Well, now they're opening a sour and farmhouse-focused brewery in central Pennsylvania. You can help them get, get started by joining their Founders Club. The Founders Club includes eight exclusive bottles of club-only aged and blended sour beer, Early access to all of their public bottle releases, a hooded sweatshirt, a pair of tasting glasses, a growler, a metal challenge coin. I don't, I don't know what that is. Hmm. Oh, that's Sounds where you challenge. your buddies and you, if they, don't, if they don't have their coin and you have yours, they have to buy you a beer. Oh. Huh. Like, it's something you can do with it. Okay. Okay. Huh. You get that? You don't take the coin unless you're really serious about having it. That's it's a kind of a thing. Oh, so you, you, you have to, you have, okay, you have to show up to play. You can't yeah. just be like, yeah, I'll do it, and then never yeah. do it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of guys drink free all the time because oh, one of their buddies is going to forget. That makes sense. I think that's something that we would do here. Yeah. Why don't we? On the show. It wouldn't be. It would be like a condom, though. It wouldn't be a coin. A challenge condom? Yeah. It'd be a... It, Who's wearing their challenge condom? It'd be a cock ring. Show it to me. Drop them. All right. Boner chicken. Not to mention discounts and more. You can learn more and join the Founders Club. Uh, check out Mellow Mink Brewing at mellowmink.com. All right, what's our Twitter game? Uh, well, you know, uh, a lot of talk has been made recently about uh, defining beer. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to make something up. Um, I want to uh, figure out what the BN Army thinks uh, that a, a a beer fault would be that's named after the B, uh, after the Brewing Network, after the BN. So I want you guys to make up, to create an entirely new off flavor in beer and then name it after us appropriately. I like this one. Okay. It's, okay. I think it's time to make our mark. On the actual, on the beer scene, finally. <laughs> and frankly, what other mark would we make than an off flavor? Exactly. <laughs> so, Is perfection uh, really an off flavor, though? Oh. I like that's an on flavor. That's a whole different flavor. game. I like where yeah. Beardy's going with this. Yeah. Does it have to be an off flavor, or, or it's? No, it has a, to be. An, it has to be a fault. A fault. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And Not it just can't a just descriptor. No, and it can't be like you know diacetyl. 
Yeah, uh, but I'm yeah. going to call it bag acid because of your nuts or whatever, right? <laughs> like, 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 you know, nut, 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 nut That was a stretch. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Speaking of nuts, stretch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's the uh, the Twitter game, my friend. All right, yes. I like it. Um, Do you though? Okay. I'll tell you what, because I actually care about our guest and his well-being, oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait on wow. the feedback. Because okay. if we do the feed, we have a great feedback this week, actually, and that we could spend some time on it. So I, I hate to rush okay. through it. I just, um, I'm just wowing because you, you care about another human being. <laughs> the meds are working. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, ra- I'm not raging about anything. <laughs> the, the weaning was well done. <laughs> uh, all right. But before the break, what I will let you know is uh, that HomebrewCon is upon us. You know, the American Homebrewers oh, yeah. Association National Homebrewers Conference, now called HomebrewCon. Of course, we'll be there. We yep. are always there. This will be our 12th year going. Uh, Tasty's been going longer than that. Um, yeah, me too. So, yeah, Doc had been going since before. Um, well, registration is now open. Uh, it's yeah. not like a few years ago where you, where you couldn't get tickets because now they, they do larger venues. And um, they really, let me tell you, they got their shit together after, um, you know, th- there was a growth spurt and a little difficulty making it happen. Um, but uh, they fixed all that. So, um there's also if you if you buy your tickets before April nineteenth you get some early pricing so go register for HomebrewCon it's the homebrew event of the year uh, massive of, uh, it packs a massive amount of fun and learning into three unforgettable days it's June fifteenth through the seventeenth and you can join thousands of your homebrew comrades in downtown Minneapolis uh, early pricing still available but. Um, not for much longer. April 19th, it stops. So you need to go to homebrewcon.org and um, check it out. Get your tickets now. I wouldn't say it's unforgettable because I had some blackout. <laughs> yeah, it's possible to forget. <laughs> yeah. Forgetting is definitely a thing. Um, yeah. It's a goal. <laughs> there are so many things. It's more in these of a trips byproduct, that, Doc. I would, yeah. that are just burned into my memory. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I can't forget them. I found things on my phone. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> uh, all right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to Basque Land Brewing Project yes. right here on the session. I'm excited to be back and uh, drink some more beer with you guys. So hang in there. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! 
the 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can, featuring Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World-Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com Brewers Publications All the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up... A six-pack of cans of Mount Camp Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome.
this is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to The Session on The Brewing Network. All right. Thanks for sticking with us. Before we get to our wonderful guest today, I want to let you know that Great Fermentations is giving away free homebrew ingredients for 15 years. Wow. And the Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. Just go to greatfermentations.com slash giveaway and enter for your chance to win. It's a huge prize, a $10,000 retail value. Compliments of our friends at Great Fermentations. The grand prize announcement will be on Saturday, June 7th. So get it done. They're also doing random giveaways every two weeks leading up to the close of the competition. Items include conical fermenters, temperature controllers, and the new Blickman Riptide Brew Pump, and a whole lot more. So check it out. Top-notch customer service and everything else you need over at greatfermentations.com slash giveaway. All right. If I remember how to steer this ship, and there's no guarantee that I do, um, we should have uh, Ben from Baskland Brewing Project on the line. Ben, you there? Hello. Yes. You made it. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Welcome to the show. Right on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. I know it must be, what, three in the morning there? Maybe maybe worse? <laughs> yeah, it's 3.30 here. Okay. So it's time Just, for a beer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Time for a beer? Yeah. yeah. Coffee beer, though. Yeah. Let's not get too crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Ben Matz, is, uh, you're the, the head brewer there at Baskland. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's correct. So, help us learn a little bit about uh, the brewery. We'll talk about your history as well, but but how long has yeah. Baskland Brewing Project been around? Uh, we've been open for about like about uh, the last year and a half or so. Okay. And uh, we actually have a 20-barrel uh, brew house there in uh, northern Spain okay. in San Sebastian. That's a pretty good size start. Twenty, you know, yeah. go right for the twenty barrels. Where'd you get the brew house from? Um, it's from uh, DME. Okay. Um, from DME Canada. Got it. And okay. it's a uh, oh yeah um, twenty barrel. Sorry, I'm familiar it's with a their twenty barrel brew house with uh, six twenty barrel fermenters um, and uh, two twenty barrel bright tanks, and uh, you know it's all. Pretty manual, <laughs> gotta kind of butt break your ass when you're in there. So, well, what else do you have to do out there? Yeah, <laughs> surf. I'm so, actually really yeah. glad that you clarified that the DME is the brand because I was reading through my notes and it said a DME system, and I was like, oh, wait, what? Uh, it's so they don't use <laughs> any barrels of DME. They, yeah, they don't. Yeah. It's all DME. <laughs> no, they're they're great yeah. systems. They're they're beautiful systems. Okay, yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. And what got you guys started? Uh, how did the idea come about, and why'd you do it? Well, it started with uh, actually with Ben Razai, the sales guy, and uh, Kevin Patricio. Um, I guess those those are actually my buddies, and they're living out there, and they're sitting together at a bar, and they realized uh, there's no, not much good beer out here, and so they decided to try to put together a, a brewery, and, and so... Uh, that's kind of where it popped up, and they asked me to come out and help. So, so where are you from originally? I'm originally from San Diego. Okay, and uh, grew up in San Diego, and uh, eventually they brought me out there, and and uh, we started this brewery. So, man, your life's not too tough, huh? You go from San Diego to Spain <laughs> to down into the into the Basque land. They both start with an S. It's fine. But you did something right. Yeah, I mean, it's. <laughs> I was wondering kind of when I was going to get my. Uh, Get, get my kind of my break and get something going, and that thing popped up, and it was good timing, so I just went for it, you know. Were you so, a, br- a brewer, a professional brewer here in the U.S. before? 
Yeah, I was actually brewing with um, with Stone Brewing Company okay. in San Diego, and then brewing with uh, Pizza Fort. And actually, I had a small like, uh, few years uh, head brewing down in down in a down in a Baja California, down in Ensenada with a Survey City at Wendland. So, so I can't and, tell uh, if you've been chasing uh, the beer or the surf so far with all, <laughs> with with these lo- with these locations. Yeah, I guess both. Okay, so that's that's not a bad decision. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> just kind of things led to one thing to another, and um, and uh, um, you know, Stone was great, a lot of good experience there, but you know, just kind of needed to move on, and and uh, you know, things kind of popped up and just went for it. So okay, can you tell me a little bit about what what the craft beer scene is there in Spain, and and maybe even what it was before? To it seems. It's a bold move to go. Hey, there's no beer around. Let's let's open up a craft brewery and see if people like it. You know. Yeah. So what what kind of happened was what's this idea popped up, and then they had me come out there. We brewed in Lagronio, which is about a couple hours away from where we're living. And you know, there was not not much beer, not much of a beer scene going on, and and uh, it's actually growing like crazy now. Okay. And uh, as far as craft beer goes. And um, let's see. Sorry, guys. I'm just <laughs> pretty tired. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try yeah, to now keep, I feel bad. I'm going to try to keep you yeah. going, man. I'm tired, too. I don't know if you know this, but yeah, uh, yeah. I was on a lot of drugs up until yesterday, and now yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> Sorry, not, not saying I'm tired. Drugs went away. Just up, so so um, uh, you're pouring beer, uh, the people you're pouring beer for, say, a year ago, they just starting out in craft beer? Excuse me. Yeah, your consumers. Yeah. Like, uh, how educated were they? Did they, did they when you started producing craft beer there? Did they run to you and say, "Finally, we, we're looking for this," or did they say, "Like, what is this? This is uh, something we're not used to." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what the hell is this? You, know? <laughs> so you had to make drinkers more first. Like a, right. It's more like a wine drinking um, insider, you know, type place up in the north. Okay. Throughout, there's a lot of um, like a lot of industrial beer. You know, like. Heineken, Mao, yeah, or um, San Miguel, stuff like that. But, um, okay. So what's your so, approach in terms of beer lineup in, in that environment? What was that? What sort of line beer lineup, what kind of beers do you make? Uh, oh, everything, we, everything we go for is just kind of like a West Coast style IPA, pillow. Um, we do brew like a kind of a little bit hoppier type Kolsch. You know, I mean, it's, okay. it's a style, but with a bigger um, Whirlpool edition. With um, Holler Tower and Tenninger, you know that sounds good. And then, yeah, yeah, like American cold. Amber, it's a little more hoppy. Yeah. So how's everything's that? Just, we're trying to just brew clean beer that's enjoyable. You know. So how's that being received? Uh, really well, actually. I mean, it's you know it's not an easy business when you're just a production brewery and you're just um, cranking out kegs and bottles. You know. Oh, yeah. is, is that the and deal? So, you guys aren't uh, like a tap room or a brew pub. It's just production, huh? Just production. We do have a small tap room now. Okay. And, um, that's really what we need, you know, to really yeah. get cash flow going. And, and um, yeah, that that seems know. twice as hard to me in a market like that, because now you actually you're not just your own establishment. You can put all the beer you want in your own establishment. But now you got to go out and convince the bars yeah. that right. this that this weird ass IPA thing you're making <laughs> yeah. is uh, yeah. p- people are going to want it. That's going to yeah, be great. The, the don't worry about don't it. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah, it's totally, it's yeah. totally true, you know. But it's growing and throughout Europe. So, yeah. um, 
there's a lot of good IPAs coming out of you know Norway and other other spots. So, so it's not it's a, definitely it, changing. It's not like a ghost town of craft beer. So people are familiar with with craft beer, and you're just kind of the only local one doing it. Yeah, there's like there's a few other guys, okay. um, maybe a little bit smaller brew houses, which doesn't really matter. But you know, um, they're making some good beers, and some of them are a little off, you know. But people are trying, and it's it's getting better. So okay, are you guys you only know? available in Spain? Or do you go in yeah, France yeah. a little bit also? Yeah, we're in, we're in Spain. We're in um, we're in the UK. Uh, man, there's a lot of spots. France actually takes a lot of our beer. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah we're France all over is, Europe now. France is getting really into craft beer right now. Um, yeah, yeah, they are. So it's, it's pretty cool. Should you know, hook Yannick with this guy. What's that? It's definitely a change. Oh yeah, we, we should hook Yannick up with this guy. Yeah, the French are into trendy shit, so they're like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my, <laughs> my 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 parents drank wine. I'll have the beer. Yeah, and that's, they're German now. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, they're yeah. in yeah. My parents spoke French. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah. being trendy, you're sure speaking like 1942. Yeah. All, all my French, all my French friends are German Nazis. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened there. Uh, okay. <laughs> Well, it's good that you get to export some beer then. Uh, yeah. how, how many barrels a year do you think you guys are doing? Or I guess you, you um, tell me hectoliters. I, I think we did like just over 1,000 okay. for the first year. That's not bad. Um, I can tell you in liters. It's, <laughs> it's funny now. <laughs> and now everything I do is in liters and hectoliters. Right. Um, you know, how, how that. So I've been um, in Celsius, so it's pretty funny. But yeah, I think we're, we, we produced the first year 150,000 liters and then... I think this next year we're aiming to hit almost three hundred thousand. So wow, produced and almost sold. So it's pretty good considering we're good. just we're pretty young and we just keg and bottle. And that tap room's actually working out pretty good now. It's not really in the culture there for people to go to tap rooms and and uh, hang out and drink beers. You know, like uh, kind of like in San Diego. Yeah. Or the rest of the world, but, <laughs> anywhere else. <laughs> there, but it, but it is it's changing though, you know. And people are coming in there and really digging it. So, but that's all the more reason, nice. yeah, for you guys to be doing it to introduce mm-hmm. something like that. And it's not a difficult thing to introduce to a culture, I think, or, or another. Maybe I should say, it's not a difficult thing to like. Uh, in, yeah, yeah, in any country, right? It just kind of fits uh, hanging out and tasting something great. You know, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's true. It's just a lot of like education and that like, kind of training, as far as like, good, because people are always asking, well, what is this? Why is it this flavor? This and that. So we do we do a lot of um, tap takeovers. Okay. Even not just in Spain, but sometimes we fly to other places and do tap takeovers throughout Europe. And um, just, I mean, mostly in Spain is where they they're kind of questioning like, why is it so? Why is it bitter or hop here? Yeah. Mm. God, how why annoying! Is it so dark and toasty, you know, for the imperial stouts or whatever. So, how annoying does that get after a little while? <laughs> <laughs> it gets pretty damn annoying, right? I mean, but, like, uh, I'm sure you guys are passionate yeah. about it, so I'm joking. But when you're on like your seventh yeah. event of the month, <laughs> and you're just like, "All right, here, why is it bitter?" Here, just read the fucking flashcard. This is why it's yeah. bitter. <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah. So, but it's a, it's a lot of fun too. So, and we're all passionate about it. So we just. uh you know, you yeah. gotta go for it. Are the other are the two founders uh, Spanish? Or are they expats or what? No, actually, expats. Um, Kevin Patricio is from uh, Baltimore, and I think he kind of grew up in New York area, and then um, around New York, and then Ben Raza is from San Diego as well. Okay. And so I met Ben when back in 
1998-99 through a friend through college in San Diego and then uh, he moved out here about 10 years ago and then we we're always in touch and when I was brewing at Stony he contacted me and it's like, hey, we got to start a brewery out here in Spain. <laughs> I just said, sure, man, get the money and we'll, we'll do it. Right. <laughs> you know, I kind of just, I kind of blew him off. Like, you're crazy, man. Yeah. That'd be that would be awesome, but you're full of shit. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> no, I would do the same, of course. <laughs> yeah. And then like, what? It, like, how much? Buddy. How much longer did he call you up and go? All right, asshole, I got the money. Yeah, it took a couple <laughs> years. Okay. But um, between Kevin and Ben working together and. They'd fly me out to Lagronia. We'd kind of gypsy brew in this place, uh, ferment the beer out, and then they'd package it and bring it to San Sebastian throughout okay. the city there. And then got really good feedback, so they raised the money, um, and uh, we got some money together for the for the brew house and the, the facility. You know, it's nothing pretty, but it works. And um, you know, we're always there and trying to crank out here so i bet in in your experience uh you know with the with the u.s as well was it cheaper to open a place there or or the opposite um i, I think it was it's probably the same okay you know yeah as far as being here in the u.s um that's a good question more for kevin um sure and i just curious because we always talk about that with our brewers here and you know of course the number always varies I just think I feel like in a place like that, you know, on one hand you're paying a premium to get a, equipment there, but maybe mm-hmm. on the other hand, um, you know, doing business isn't as expensive as it is, as it is in the U.S. I don't know. Um, when you yeah. when you opened up the place, did you have to jump through a lot of hoops? As in, they don't know about craft beer and they don't even know how to license a brewery. Yeah, regulation right, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. How was that? Yeah, yeah. As, uh, fortunately, I didn't have to do with a lot of that, but. I know Kevin, Kevin and Ben, they got really, really into it. And it's, um, yeah, a lot of hoops. And I think there wasn't even like a, a license that existed for building a brewery with, um, with like a tap room attached or a, yeah. say like a brew pub, which was what we wanted to do, like brew pub style. And they didn't even understand what like, you're going to make beer, <laughs> but then you're going to have people come drink the beer at your brewery. <laughs> they thought it was the craziest what, thing. What a, what a wild concept. <laughs> Yeah, so I know there's a lot of hoops to jump through, and, and then also getting like immigration papers and getting my resident card and everything was. Oh, yeah. It's not easy. I mean, I did a few trips back to LA, which is a real nightmare, you know. You mean so, you were deported? Yeah, because LA sucks. <laughs> Yeah, just because it's L.A. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> forget forget about the hoops you had to jump through. Just because yeah. you had to come back to yeah. L.A. But, yeah, man, it was a disaster. Nah. But um, it all worked out, and you know we're just gonna keep it going. And so we've got like this year we're making six new IPAs. Wow. Um, and they're just um, all single hop IPAs. So so let's what? talk about that. that. Um, you know what is it like to get hops, and what kind of hops are you using for these single hop beers? Yeah, it's not too bad because we're getting. Um, like the first one we made is Enigma, which is actually from Australia, and we got that through the Brewer Supply Group. Uh, Brewer Supply Group, and um, yeah, it's a great hop. It's I mean, it's really really resinous and kind of for me when you when you crack into the beer after the dry hop, it kind of smells like uh, when you cut into a like the rind of an orange. You know, it's a really really bright, beautiful hop. Very nice. Um, it sounds like it. Next one, next one I think is going to be a session IPA. They're all different, just IPAs could be session or mm-hmm. we might do. We're probably going to ferment out a lager with all the the kind of citrusy hops that they're starting to breed over in Germany. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah. And um, so, 
yeah, that's kind of what we're going to do. And that's kind of, it seems to be, that's kind of the beer we like and what people are really going for. And it's, that's what Ben wants the sales guy. So we're yeah. going to crank him out and, and uh, hopefully it goes well. Cause we're actually, it's working out well. We're actually pre-selling the beer before it's even, before oh. it's even, um, completely packaged, you yeah. know, cause people are getting a good reputation. Wow. And so people are, people are, um, you know, asking for it before it's even like all the distributors, you know, before it's even finished, you know, oh, we'll, so- we'll make one batch. They love it. And then they want, and they want more. So they make ferment on more. So. Right. so is it easier to sell a new beer than it is to maintain a, a recurring brand? Is that why you guys are continuing to just do different mm-hmm. single hops? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, that's a tough one where, um, it seems like, cause people always are asking, they're always asking men like, what's, what's new, what's new, what's new. You know, and so they always buy the like the core beers, and then they then they pick up the oh this is a new batch of something, and then they just they grab it up too. So hmm. oh. and for us, it's just more fun just to be making new stuff instead of the like we're we're, we're making the same beers as well, like pale IPA, all that, and trying to be consistent. But um, and then there's these other ones that we we have fun with and design a new label, and you know it, it sells quick, and we try to get try to get out there fresh, you know, and Mm -hmm. hope that people are tapping the kegs quickly and and going through it. You can always hope. Yeah. How's that hope working? (laughs) Keeping them cold. Are you finding finding people in the market are are kind of listening to you as far as drink times and and how quickly to tap these beers and kind of to circulate them? Or or is there still some sort of old guard about, oh, beer lasts six months. It's fine. I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah, man, it sucks. Like, <laughs> it's exactly what you said. Like, oh, it, it, the, we'll give them like a session IPA. You know, you want to drink that fast. You know, get it on tap, and these bars hold on to it like it's supposed to be aged or something. Well, yeah. all the other beers are pouring are pasteurized. It doesn't really matter. Though. Yeah, so yeah. so that sucks. But it's getting better. But you know, that's good. Or sometimes we use a lot of key keg, which I'm not too happy with, but <laughs> we send that out and then you're not buying the a bar, like next to like a heater, you know? Yeah. Just kind of yeah, you're yeah. pretty quick and it kind of, it's a bummer. Like, Oh my gosh, this is a beer we're making. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. And that's yeah. so, that's so harmful when you're already trying to introduce people to something new and then it's not yeah. what it's supposed to be. And they're like, yeah, see, I told you your weird thing is shit. Right. And you're yeah, like, well, exactly. because it sat by the radiator all summer. Uh, yeah. What about exactly. once it's, what about once it's tapped and served at bars in, in, in my experience, both in Australia and, um, and in France, actually, a lot of the beer is just kept in a cellar and then pumped through, well, the equivalent of like a jockey box in chill order in, in order to oh, like a chill wow. plate. There you go. Thank uh-huh. you. Like yeah. a chill plate. To, so are, are, are cold boxes common there or is that the same kind of method for serving? Um, it kind of, it's like 50, 50, I think. Okay. And like the, and that's the thing like, there's a, you know, a beer bar or something and all the key kegs are sitting warm and then it goes through. Like one of those chill play things, yeah. Like a like a coil, and I don't know when when the beers when it gets there and they put it on, it's good. But I think it really affects it over time when it's just sitting there warm. Of course, depending depending on, I guess how much beer got into the coil, and then yeah, and then uh, yeah. how long it's just sitting there out, you know. So. Well, we're all sad. Uh, you can tell how sad we are. I know we're bummed for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the same at the same time, though. 
everything with time, right? Like I can't, you know, you're breaking yeah. into a new thing and trying to edge. It's just look. It was this. It was this way in the U.S. for a while too. No, no, no. It's, know, so. it's still around here yeah. to some extent. Well, that's true. I still don't it's, order draft beer from a fucking dive bar here. I order yeah. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale in a bottle. Yeah. Or Coors Banquet in a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a can. Tap the Rockies, right? Yeah. Yes, you got to yeah. tap the Rockies. See? God. <laughs> he knows. You he know. So, yeah, I'm just saying, let's not pretend it's all roses here in the U.S., too. It just, uh, it, yeah, maybe it's a little better. it depends. You know. Are key cakes commonly used? It's funny. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're everywhere. More so than are there a lot of breweries that just use those even for local distribution, or do you, yeah or yeah they're the stainless everywhere, also man. an option. Is there any stainless yeah. at all? Some people do. There stainless. is, but there is. it's more. It seems to be more of a like. If I see a stainless keg, it's Heineken or something. Okay. Yeah. Oh really? I'm very I'm very envious when I see stainless. Kegs. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I get that. Stainless envy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, get that. Uh, I just I have this thing against this uh, the key keg type thing and. I don't know. It's working, but I just I miss just using like a, just a, a keg like a man would use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep hearing Queequeg, and I'm like, why, why do I want to read Moby Dick right now? <laughs> I was going to ask yeah. what your thing against the key keg is, but I guess I know now. Is uh, it? It's also yeah. I mean, it's the plastic for one, and then like it just seems so wasteful, you know? Yeah. And then and then yeah, maybe you can recycle it, but. And then, like, I can't really, you can't really properly purge um, a key keg like you can, like, a real keg. So, like, Is, I used to purge kegs very slowly um, through the stem, and then yeah. down the bottom, the CO2 drops down and then comes back up. Yeah. You can really do a nice purge. With uh, the key kegs, you can, you can put gas in it and then push the gas out, but it's not really the same. And then don't really know what you're getting, you know? So... Hey, it, it occurs to me that there might be a, a good population of our listeners who don't even know what it, what a key keg is. Can you kind of describe uh, the mechanism and 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 why people use it? Yeah, because it's 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 a uh, so it's a thirty liter keg. Um, I'm, is that like over? I don't know, I'm just going to go for thirty that, liters. That's and fine. It's, it's plastic, plastic keg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. We can plastic do it. keg. Plastic keg. It's clear and there's a there's a bag in it, like a kind of a. A metal-looking bag. It's like mylar yeah. type of bag, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Think like light. wine in a box, I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah. box of wine. Yep. Yeah. It's the box same kind here. of concept, and then, and then you you can fill it, and then when you when you dispense it, one good thing about it is, I guess, is when you dispense the key keg, there's there's air pushing on the bag. You don't have to use CO2 or anything, so it's just pushing on the bag, and that pushes the beer out. Yeah. But wow. they're real. They're kind of finicky with with the carbonation levels, and they burp a lot, and so. Yeah, I just like I like the old keg where it's just sitting there with CO two touching the beer all the time. You know when you're dispensing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's just yeah, uh, yeah. they're kind of they're self adjusting too. If one comes in a little bit low, by the next day exactly. it's, it's, it's normal. You know, yeah. you know who has yeah yeah. You have to weigh every keg. I mean, I think we always weigh a normal keg anyways. But um, if they're if they if they if you fill them too fast, just like a real keg, it's sure, going to foam. foam yeah. But then you can see. When you fill a real keg, you can see that it's foaming and, and it's it's topping up, you know. Yeah. Whereas like a key keg, if it's foaming in there, you don't really know, so you have to go slow for them and, and yeah, that's uh, too bad. 
Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes they, sense. Uh, from a, they're, they're fine, is it? But <laughs> there are, they're not they, ideal. For, well, for the sake of, of argument, there, there are reasons people use them, too. And, and for one, mm-hmm. is obviously you don't have to invest in stainless. That's one. If I, mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong in any of this, but they also come sanitized. Like, that bag is ready to take beer. Is that yeah. right? It's um, all, yeah. Um, Supposedly, it's all it's all set in, ready to go. So, Which, of course, you could look at one of two ways. You could say, great, it comes sanitized, or as a brewer, you might go, I I really wish I could have sanitized right. this myself. <laughs> right, because, right. Yeah, I don't trust those because I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there, anyhow, I just not that I'm an advocate of key kegs. Just sort of pointing out there's a reason people use them. And then of course it's a one way keg, uh, yeah. right? So right. if yeah. if you if I were to buy your beer here in California, you'd send me a key keg, and of course never get the plastic thing back. Um, yeah. I would throw it in the bay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're the reason why we have to bring our own bags to Safeway. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's terrible, but we we joke and. I got this from another brewer, but there's like, oh, another key keg going to Key Keg Island. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, one day. Uh, hey, Kevin Costner in Waterworld will thank you one day. In Key Keg World. With his island ship of key kegs. kegs. Yeah. The island of misfit key kegs. Plastic kegs are not a myth. I've seen them. Well, which, which by the way, is it's, it's interesting because part of the marketing of the key keg is that it is a, a recyclable vessel. Right. But frankly... The, the process of recycling it is difficult at every end. So for me, as a retailer here at the Hop Grenade, I, you, I, I can't take it. To, I, I can't put it in the recycle bin. Uh, it has to go to a, a special place, which means my staff has uh-huh. to take it there. And then does that place do the right thing with it? Because, it, again, it doesn't just go in the uh, – so even the recyclability that I think has been marketed a little bit is, is kind of shady. Yeah. You know? The yeah, key benefit is not exactly. having to go get it. Not, for, a, for a brewery, for a brewery, yes. for a brewery yeah. Right. yeah, you can send your beer much, much further. Yeah, you don't have to worry about getting it back. Well, that's, that's the key. Uh, also, probably the, the most annoying thing too is you have to fill them upside down. Yes, because if you fill that's them awful. up right, and then it just foams, or just the beer just drops to the bottom of the bag. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. you don't you don't Big get a fall. full keg, so it's yeah. it's definitely not the most ergonomic type. Right. Uh, you know, filling. That's why. You, yeah, you I have always to joke like this was not designed by a brewer. You know, yeah, yeah. Some, no. a manufacturer, a computer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Sudwork, Ben Davis, uses a similar system with their tanks. They have bags mm-hmm. in their stainless yeah, yeah. tanks. Really? I don't know if they do it anymore, oh, wow. but uh, several years ago when I was up there. What's the point of that? So you don't have to clean it as much, I guess, or at even all? at all. Yeah, so you just throw another bag in there, pump your wort, because, you know, they have that, that small system yeah. in the center of their brew pub. Yeah. I think that's what they serve off of. So they just pump it into the bag that's contained in a vessel, and they just pump out of that. That's interesting. No, in Europe, I've seen, like, you oh. know, 20-hectoliter tanks uh, with Same the thing. bag, yeah, they're lateral. Yeah, right, they're right. Interesting. That's what they serve their draft system from. Yeah, yeah. the post finished beer into the bag. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Huh. 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 Interesting. Weird, right? It is weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I, well, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. And in terms of why, I guess, what well, just it just feels lazy to me. <laughs> yeah, serving, I mean, but in I, a serving tank, like at that point, come on, just put, uh, like I, I, I guess in 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 it, for Sudworks example, it, it, maybe it's it's easier because their shit's right in the middle of the restaurant, and I don't think it was designed for the brewers in mind. Much That's true. much like the key kegs, maybe it sounds like. Yeah, where it's like, oh, this you know, on paper that looks great, but in yeah. practice, it's kind of not really um, appropriate. I don't and know. One more thing, remember, it's yeah. a, it's a jacketed vessel, so you don't have to put it in a, uh, in a refrigerated room. 
Right. Did you also say you know, it seemed I, lazy to you? <laughs> which, to doc, you. which, by the way, if I'm calling it lazy, <laughs> exactly, right? That's fucking lazy. Well, my ears perked up at that one. Wow. Well, because here's what I'm saying: like it <laughs> to do a little bright tank cleaning or or a little CIP. Yeah. In other words, I, I feel like this is and who am I? I don't know shit. But I feel like this is a bean counter uh, invention here, where they looked at the cost Whoa. of cleaning products and CIP and discovered that we could save five thousand dollars a year in in such a thing if we move to these mylar bags and labor too. And have labor. Somebody, have right. somebody scrub yeah. it out and everything else. That, Which, that's, that's downtime. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying I feel like that's the only advantage yeah. of a yeah. Well, you got these. And g- there's no disadvantages. Well, yeah. Like for, I've seen like one place I saw, the poor uh, weren't, weren't always the same. You think they'd be? They, they wasted a lot of beer. I thought they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you got these guys who who maybe can't afford staff to do all the shit. That's true. Sorry, Ben. We're going on and on without you here. Yeah, I'm we're talking worried. about you. Like you're not here. <laughs> I'm fascinated by. Yeah. I'm fascinated by this idea. <laughs> and that's where they put yeah, all the cool. key kegs. They yeah. put them in the used bag, <laughs> and then sink them to the bottom of the ocean. That's right. Where, where yeah. Ben surfs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Actually, Ben surfs on key kegs. Uh, yeah. Imagine yeah, yeah. <laughs> the irony will be that one day we'll read a news story: um, Spanish brewer hit in head by yeah. key keg off yeah. off yeah. Basland coast. Right. Well, our, our news it'll be like yeah. like uh, illegal <laughs> immigrant brewer, American dissident yeah. <laughs> killed. God. <laughs> yeah. So, what is your most popular beer style there at the brewery? Barley it's wine. actually the, just an American IPA, West Coast style. Okay. Um, that one sells the most, and then actually, and then the Kolsch, Kolsch style beer sells really well. Just I think because it's the most similar type beer that people are used to. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go out to a bar there and you get a Kanya, like a small beer yeah. from the draft system, it's usually you know just like your your typical industrial lager. So I think the Kolsch kind of. People that are just kind of getting introduced introduced to craft beer, they 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 kind of go towards that, and then with then the IPA. So okay, and everything everything else kind of in between. So the pale ale and the, and the amber. It's so funny. It doesn't surprise me with the IPA. You know, for one, it's the beer. And in fact, we used to in the early years of this show, we used to say. Stop giving your friends who don't like craft beer IPAs. Don't make that their first yeah. beer, right? So on yeah. one hand, it's it's one of the most offensive to the palate. On the other hand, it's always the most successful. It, in fact, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is it's almost better just to leap right over everybody's expectations and mm-hmm. land on an IPA. Because they're yeah. more, they seem to be more accepting of it to just go, yeah, it's completely different. That's true, but and that's why I like it. Then, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like that's changed too. Yeah. Like, I don't think that was the case ten years ago. Okay, but I think now through you know viral marketing um, and everybody <laughs> drinking IPAs, they hear about IPA, and so I think to a certain extent, people think they need to like IPA because everybody else does. This yeah. is a group think thing. Yeah, but and, yeah. so I think they're more willing. They're, they're more willing to be open to it. Whereas ten years ago, hey, here's this beer. Be careful, it's really fucking bitter. Yeah. Um, that would put anybody off. But now it's, hey, here's an IPA. Oh, I've heard about that. That's on my fucking favorite podcast. My brother-in-law thinks that. So I think it's a little bit exactly. of both, too. But I think collectively our palate's maybe shifting to this is really intense flavor. And yeah. That's what we like. We just like it. And, all, and foods as well. So, Right. And I wonder how much the food movement has played in that, too. Yeah. And especially the, the you know, foods yeah. coming from Spain. I think a lot of that farm-to-table stuff started in Spain. Right. In that whole region. Maybe we should start saying, oh, yeah, my grandma drinks IPA. 
That'll, yeah. that'll get, get everybody My grandma drinks it. cloudy IPA. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. My grandma yeah. loves New England IPAs. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe not in my lifetime, because it'll be a lot shorter than the rest of you. Well, that's true. But th- those words will be heard, uh, Beardy. Oh, yeah? Someone will go, yeah, my grandma drinks that, too. Do you not guys, ironically. Do you guys no. do uh, uh, bottles and cans packaging at all? Clap your hands. As well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All bottles and bottles and kegs. Kegs. Bottles and kegs, okay. Yeah. Do you do yeah, bombers, yeah. or do you six-packs? Uh, what, excuse me? What's a bomber? 22 ounce? Is that an item? Uh, yeah, we, he knows we, bombers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's metric. He kno- look, you can't tell by his accent? He knows metric. what fucking, he knows what sharks are, and he knows what fucking bombers are, okay? Sharks? Those are only in San Diego. Uh, oh, no, sorry. no, no, no. He did say what? What, what is the package? <laughs> it's uh, just 12 ounce bottles, and then we Bottle. can set the machine for 22s for bombers if we want to. Okay. Um, but we we did a round of um, black IPA and and uh, imperial stout in twenty twos, and the beer. I mean, it, it moves a lot slower than um, we we thought it was going to be. Okay. Much easier. Just boom, boom, boom. People are going to pick it up, and and um, we definitely sold it all. But the the twenty twos move a lot slower for some reason. Well, and, where are they um, sold at? Are there are there shops that have bottles in, on shelves or? Yeah, exactly. I see. And um, all over just bottle shops and and um, just throughout, like, uh, through Europe and So there's not like a – in Spain, there's not like a state-run, you know, liquor store or anything like that, like Canada or whatever. Spain. No, no. No. Now, like do you that. distribute <laughs> your own bottles and cakes, or do you have a distributor? Yeah, yeah. We have we have um, several distributors. Sure. Like, we have – we have a couple guys in France. That and there's one company that picks picks up a lot of beer from us. Okay. Another guy, he's kind of more independent. He comes around every month and just picks up a pallet. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we have and in, in, in the Basque Country up here, we have uh, Zappiine. They're a cider house. They they distribute our beer as well. And then <clears throat> down in down in the south, we have uh, Corsat. You know, so we have a lot of a lot of different guys taking our beer. And, and generally, when they when they take ownership of it and get it to their place, is it cold? Kept cold there or not? Yeah, yeah. The, the guys, we know the guys around the corner from us. They when they take it away from us because mm-hmm. we keep it cold in our cold box. Right. But when they take it away, they keep it cold. Cool. And then from there, I don't know <laughs> what happens. You know, it's, un- it's unfortunate. But it's a sad, sad thing. I'm try right. not to think about it. How do you it? sleep? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Spanish cider sounds amazing. Is yeah. it? What, what, yeah. what is the cider scene like? Is it like? Super dry or semi dry, yeah, like maybe like a French. It's incredible. Cider? Like it's um, it's like something of. I mean, I guess I can compare it to kind of a, a funky, kind of a funky lambic almost, but oh god, boring. But still different. What? You know, it's it's got a nice acidity. It's really dry. So does that, that um, when you say kind of like a funky lambic, are they just using natural yeast from the fruit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they use um, a spontaneous fermentation mm. and. Um, I've been there for the harvest. We actually made wort and blended in um, like a fresh press for the harvest, and the beer was raging from like fermenting the next day. You know, nice. just wow. from whatever was on the apple skins. That's very cool. And That's um, a lot. just to see, like we just did like a thousand liters, just to see. You know, like we split the wort with the, the apple press. It's like twelve gallons. And we because we have a good relationship with the cider house guys mm-hmm. down the road from us, so um, we made some. <clears throat> we did like a little experiment with them and. You know, but the cider itself is awesome. You know, is it like 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 the kind of bready character? 
Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that little, shit, Insider little, dude. Little, little, little tight, tiny Brett character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it has Brett little Brett, Insider. for sure has Brett character. And then, like, if you find a bottle that's maybe six months old or a year old, it, some some of them are kind of nail polishy. You know, they get kind of yeah. acidic and get kind of weird. Yeah, and uh, kind of off. But when you get them when it's fresh or I don't know, six months or so, right. they can be really bright and kind of a little bit funky and. Um, acidic, real acidic, and but not as acidic as a, like a sour beer, you know. Okay. Yeah, so, good. I'll even drink it when it's old, like you're describing. I'm an alcoholic. And, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, that, that sounds that well, sounds fine here, to me. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that Brett like takes a just puts a different spin on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, kind of those yeah. flavors are more acceptable at, a, at an older age, and I think they can cover up some of those you know, weirder oxidized yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah. Too, so it doesn't get old. Yeah, the, the yeah. nail polish though can get a little offensive. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. nothing's going to yeah. take care of that. Anyway. No. No. no, the nail yeah. polish gets a little crazy sometimes, but a little ibuprofen, it's fine. <laughs> it's cool. Like, there's um, makes me wish I painted my nails. A, there's like a cider season um, when you actually can go to the cider house. Um, there's a season inside, and you can go there, and it's called Choch, like T X O T X, and you can go there and. Everyone yells choach, and you go in these big rooms and with the cellar, and you can you catch the cider in your glass and drink, and, and wow. it's a great time. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I think Snoop Dogg would like that because yeah. he yells chuch a lot. So I think he, <laughs> yeah. he stole it. Yeah. The guy's never been to Spain, but he, yeah. I, man, He's I love Basques. <laughs> choach. Yeah. Choch. Snoop's all yeah. about cider. <laughs> that is cool. He sells it. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking at your website, too, folks. You can go to BaskBeer.com and have a look, and they, their whole lineup of, of beers is there. Well, at least probably your, your regular ones. Uh, great branding. The labels look really cool. Uh, you could, there's a picture of Ben on there um, oh. <laughs> and, and the whole team. Um, so you can go check them out. There's like a, a server. There's a shop. Yeah, yeah he's a surfer dude. Uh, there's also... <laughs> Hang in, bruh. There's even pictures uh, of the brewery uh, on the. Jesus, did you just hang ten, yeah, JP? He surfs, and then I brought him. Oh my god! Uh, I braid him actually. Yeah. There's a picture of somebody like walking out into the surf and um, on the website. I don't know if you know this, but there's like rocks and shit there. You should be careful. <laughs> you watch out for sharks. Too. Yeah. <laughs> few rocks out there seems dangerous yeah, I like that. <laughs> are they all rock uh, oh yeah um, what's the website again justin it is baskbeer.com and if you can't spell it um you know just go back, to school, back to school there you go everybody can figure this one out yeah. um well i'll tell you what ben um normally i keep you around for another segment um, but yeah. but a couple of things um, you got. For, I know it's early there. We don't like and, surfers. Uh, well, also, which yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is scary. Yeah, well, and no, we hate people from LA. They were nice enough to right. uh, ship us beer, and unfortunately, uh, it got caught behind uh, Donald Trump's wall or something. Yeah, it's yeah. In, yeah, it did. It's <laughs> in, enemy lines. He it, built that quick. And that's usually yeah, what we spend our, our – yeah, go ahead. It's going to be excellent. No, go ahead. Yeah. Well, that's usually what we spend our second segment doing is tasting your beer and either ridiculing you about it or um, actually yeah, yeah. more commonly asking you about the techniques um, that you use. But maybe we'll just save that for, for next time. I know it's it's early there, and, and I sure would uh, – that beer is going to show up eventually. Yeah, yeah. That's beer. what I'm saying. Hopefully when it shows yeah. up, maybe we'll just call Ben and wake his ass up. <laughs> like, we're drinking yeah, your yeah, beer, bro. Yeah. It's 6.30. And he's like, fuck yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you might just stay up now. And call me up. And <laughs> exactly. That would be really cool. I'd really like yeah. to dry their beers, man. It's I mean, probably yeah. in your fridge at home. 
isn't it, JP? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, right. JP's yeah. like, oh, yeah. did he come? Huh, that's uh, weird. Sorry. When are I move and I have sure? a, a beer because party, you guys are going to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> it did. The note I got said, signed for by Jason Petros. <laughs> That's uh, fucking that typical of this uh, administration, blowing smoke with fake news, bro. Right, right. <laughs> fake news, yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's not really that's a great beer name. It, oh, it is a great beer yeah. name. Oh, and you fake know, cruise, bro. Ben, you know that would go over well over there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can have that. You've been talking about You can have that, yeah. Or it's uh, F-A-Y cruise. Faye Cruz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. A, I don't know. I actually saw on uh, my friend's uh, Instagram, you know, do you guys know Artifacts Brewing Company? Yeah. Artifacts in uh, San Clemente? Yes. Uh, I just saw, like, they made a beer called Fake Brews. I was like, oh, damn it. That's pretty good. That's a good <laughs> one. <laughs> but even, so that is good. But I'm telling you, right there where you are, if you just made a, and, and you got to stack the deck by making the style, what everybody wants, just do a fake news IPA, yeah. and yeah. you're going to triple your production in a year. Yeah. <laughs> Give us 5% of that yeah. and call it good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And make one of those yellow beers that tastes like a stout. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fake news. Yeah. Great idea, Tasty. Just make an extract and call it fake brews. Well, you, have, that, you have that DME system. Right. So, uh, You're right. <laughs> alternative yeah. facts. There you go. Yeah. Alternative facts. All right. Boom. Okay, puns. just stop you it, you guys. It's getting, the that, jokes are getting more and more bad. That name is as clumsy as Warren. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, in short, I'm going to let you off the hook, Ben. You can go get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's up to you guys, whatever. Well, so you guys have never been to uh, northern northern Spain, huh? No. Never been. Uh, uh, another, Spain. another place on the list. Barcelona's uh, on my shirt. I mean, Clooney, I know, is in south south of Spain. I've been there. <laughs> Your guy? Yeah, my George guy Clooney. Clooney but, uh, well, I call him Clooney. Boy Clooney. <laughs> His friends like for him to call him by very, very, like, P.E. middle school, oh, high school okay. thing. So, it's Clooney. The Cloon. You can call him the Cloon. Well, um, but never northern spain no and in fact ben i was going to ask like are you know do you feel like you're a lifer now is that your home um not i mean i really like it and yeah it's been a good experience and i plan on being here for some time but um i would really like to get back to not necessarily san diego but maybe back to mexico or um okay i don't know we'll see one day i mean i'm happy as it is and and things are going well you know that's rad and uh kind of always Wanted to live somewhere else like this, and, and mm-hmm. the opportunity came up, so I just went for it, you know? Yeah. So. How are the senoritas out there? <laughs> Do they like the tall, blonde, oh uh, feet? <laughs> I'm just curious. You got to know uh, these things. All right, go ahead. There's some beautiful, beautiful women here, for sure. All right. But and, are they um, I'm actually, my girlfriend's from uh, Barcelona. There and, you go. Um, and uh, which is actually an awesome city. I don't know if you guys have been there, but it's, uh, it's beautiful. Barcelona. Yeah. Oh, wow. You got the accent and everything. I know what's up. JP's seen the Discovery Channel <laughs> right. yeah. like right. twice in his yeah. life. And apparently there was an episode on Barcelona. Yeah. You never li- you haven't lived until you've you heard David Attenborough describe <laughs> fucking Barcelona to you. He used his accent to do it. <laughs> it's true, man. That exists. The Barcelona. <laughs> I've heard of that. Hey, JP. It's, it's the accent. It's the Spanish. The Barcelona. I know. All right. I know. I'm just You're saying, not cultured as yeah. I cut cable. That's why. <laughs> well, it's not the game. Hey, cut cable, cut education. There's I've Netflix. always said that. There's Netflix for that. <laughs> I would love to go. Uh, definitely Barcelona uh, yeah. has always been on the list. I'm sorry, what? And uh, <laughs> um, I, 
honestly, the only thing I know about, about Basque land is, is when I've uh, tasted different uh, cured meats and things like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> am I even, am I close? Like it's also, yeah, it's right, a right. great food yeah, capital, huge, right? Huge food culture. Yeah. yeah. Up in the, um, I mean, throughout Spain, but like up in the North, especially, uh, with the cheese store and like the, the cured meats and, um, you know, it's, no, it's, it's super cool. I mean, all the, all the different food and I don't is, know. It's, is that something it's, that you're uh, able to incorporate in the beer, uh, whether it be ingredients or even just trying to uh, encourage people to pair beer with different foods? Yeah, somewhat. Like uh, we did a collaboration with Beaver Town in London yeah. out oh, yeah. of the UK, you know, and um, we tried to we, were, like, we tried to copy like a cop, like a like a uh, uh, dessert that's uh, really common here in, in Spain. Pachineta, and it's got almonds in it and, and uh, vanilla and all that. And we tried to brew like a dark dark brown porter with with the spices, you know, yeah. and infused in the right tank. And it turned out okay. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's decent. But uh, we've, we've done a lot of stuff with um, local um, crushed uh, uh, hazelnuts and, and um, infused in the bright tank in a, in, a, in a porter, an imperial porter, and an imperial stout as well with, well, the cocoa wasn't the coconut wasn't local, but we toasted coconut, infused it in the tanks, in the bright tanks, and I don't know. It kind of goes with like a lot of the tradition of as far as fresh product and and um, and pairings, you know, with the food and sure. So, and it seems like that would kind of drive people in too, is, yeah. is what I was thinking to to make an association like that. Absolutely, yeah. People get pretty into it, so it's cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting, you know, to see, like, what and the, the food culture is pretty amazing here. So I just and, get fat. That's what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, but you just preserved. My buddies send pictures to my buddies through WhatsApp or whatever, and and, uh, and I was like, "Geez, man, like, how are you not so fat?" <laughs> <laughs> right. You can see these. See what we're what we're getting into sometimes, you know. Well, you got work but, to do. Uh, You're sweating it out in that brewery. I wouldn't be doing oh, yeah. anything. I would that, just that brew house definitely destroys me. So. Wow. Yeah, you should be raking in the all. dough. <laughs> I would just be hanging out raking in the dough. Yeah. That's what I would do, and getting fat. Yeah. <laughs> What's Spanish for dough, dough, JP? Um, yeah, moolah. I think is what it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Italian. Uh, we don't know. Okay. Shut up, Beardy. There's right. no way to know. JP knows. <laughs> JP Spanish. He's practically <laughs> Spanish. Yeah. yeah. Simone. Yeah. Yeah. He's from Eastern Spain. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> all Far right. Eastern Spain. Well, Ben, I appreciate your time very much, folks. You can go yeah, to BaskBeer.com and check it out. Uh, and if you're ever in the, uh, in the, in the Basque region, uh, I, I, I recommend you go to Basland Brewing Project. I know we will. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you can just send us an email or try to contact us. Anyone who's listening wants to come visit. Um, it's, it, and if you go to San Sebastian, it's a beautiful city, and, and there's so much to do and see and the brewery is there, so they might as well swing, swing in for a beer. Hell yeah. Dude. You know, check mm-hmm. it out. So I'm waiting for that beer to, co- to show up. I Can't know. wait. Yeah. Well, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Hopefully it's uh, tasting good and who It'll, knows how long it's going to sit there. I know. That's <laughs> the only exactly. It just depends on how long some uh, drug dog is pissing on it in the yeah. customs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, won't, we won't judge too hard. It's but uh, what we will yeah. do is we're, we're going to throw a little Spanish party when we get it, and then we're going to take a nap. <laughs> 
as well. Nice. Yeah. A classic a siesta. siesta. We're going to drink it all, and well, then we're yeah. going to go to sleep. We'll have a fiesta, sounds like a good, then siesta. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Actually, we'll, we'll put up all the beers in a pinata. We're going to get really, really authentic here. All right. Guys, stop it. A <laughs> uh, pinata. I don't know. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's... Yeah, Ben's like, I haven't seen that awesome. since I ate a super burrito in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> With a California one. true. <laughs> hey, what is your... Do you have, like, a go-to? To dish now there like you know what's your favorite Spanish food? Ooh, Ooh yeah, tapas. Um, like my favorite <laughs> yeah. thing to do right now is go to the cider houses like okay. uh, for the season. Yeah, oh, just a few months, and it, it, all it is it's a set menu of um, it's uh, bacalao, which is cod. Um, it's like a cod dish of fish, okay. a little small amount, and then um, tortilla bacalao, which is a kind of an omelet with with cod, and then. The, the final dish is a chuleta, which is a fat, fat steak, and it's served very, very rare. Okay. You know, it's barbecued, but Ooh. very, very bloody. And then you can go choke all you want. You know, yeah, yeah. Get into the get into the cider. So, oh, but probably like my favorite scene. is just to go to the old town and drink, uh, drink the local uh, white wine with a. Uh, with different dishes like uh, sardines or um, anchovies, like uh, anchovies on yeah. bread, and oh, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of different things. Like in the seasons, they'll have uh, I don't know, off the top of my head. Probably my favorite, I guess, would be seagulls, which are um, seagulls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of different different stuff to go for, you know, but. Um, <laughs> Do they have seafood? The seafood's in, the seafood's incredible, mm. you know. So that sounds amazing, uh, dude. All, and all that shit sounds yeah. like it pairs great with uh, with drinking some ciders. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, everything. Yeah, everything goes well with the cider for sure. So that sounds great. Yeah. I'm just craving Chipotle right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some barbecue. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. All the things he described, you yeah. think Chipotle. Chipotle. I, Chipotle. <laughs> like, see, yeah. I can boil everything down from a culture into one fast food. Go ahead, try me. Chipotle. Yeah. Uh, but Ben agrees he was craving it too. That's he just true. Said. So. Did he? Oh. Yeah. I do crave. I do crave a just a nice burrito with hot sauce. You know, oh, yeah. there's no hot sauce here. What? So. There's no hot. Yeah, Leave. Huh? Uh, In Spain. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't like spice, like uh, like hot spice. You know, uh, we gotta send this. Not very common. We gotta send this guy some goddamn uh, sriracha. Yeah, some uh, Cholula, bro. Let's get this thing going. We gotta keep a brother alive yeah. over there. I'm, I'm gonna go to the Taco Bell tonight and ask for all the hot sauce yeah. I can get. Yeah. Well, his beer didn't make it over here. Do you think the hot sauce is gonna make it all the way back over there? <laughs> right. Good call. It's true. Yeah, I definitely miss that, but. You can find it in the store sometimes, but it's not the go. same like the stuff you can find in Mexico. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Or like I... in the little um, taco shops in, in San Diego or, or in SF, you know. I don't know what I'd do without Mexican food. It's uh, it's like a sta- it's been a B-10 staple of my diet since I was yeah. three years old, man. Like it's just, I don't know what I'd do without it. That's just a diuretic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, Ben. I'm going to let you go. I want to thank you so much for spending time with us today. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I used to listen to you guys on a. Like the Jamil show occasionally, and um, cool. like I think Brew Strong or oh yeah, I don't I don't remember like uh, can you brew it and all that stuff. I recognize your voices, so it's <laughs> just cool to talk to you guys. Well, awesome, thanks, man. thanks yeah. for li- yeah. You listen to the ones where you learn something, so that may- that gives me some yeah. some faith in your beer. <laughs> no, I was uh, yeah, <laughs> that's why it's good. You're right. No, I, I used to listen to you guys. Uh, 
like the podcast when I was at work and you know, it's super cool. So well, I was stoked when I, I got the email from you guys to try to, to set up an interview. And so unfortunately I would have really liked to just go there and, and meet with you guys and that would have been awesome. So. Yeah. Well, anytime you're around, man. And that's, yeah, that's not off the table. Next yeah. time you're coming to California, you just let us know and we'd love to have you back on. Yeah. We'll go to Chipotle. Cool, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll go to all our classic we'll bring it Mexican in. food like Chipotle. Yeah. I'll even order it in for you guys. Thank you, Bebo. Thank you. Wow. Everybody's in on it. Yeah. We even got bowls out here. Well, thank you for saying that. It's actually, it's an honor, and it makes me feel like uh, we have a little influence on beer around the world. So that's cool of you to say. Uh, Thanks, Yeah, you guys do an awesome job, and, you know, I definitely learned a few things listening to you guys, and always a good laugh, you know. Well, we used to do an awesome job. (laughs) Now we're good for a laugh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. That's cool, man. All right, Ben. Get some sleep, and then wake up and drink something. Yeah, for sure. All right, you guys. We'll take care. All right, Appreciate ben. it. Cheers, brother. Thanks, Hope to man. see you in Spain right, sometime. Man. Take Cheers. care. All right. There. there you go. <clears throat> nice. No, on. My fault. Oh, yeah. I mean, despite the fact that he was asleep and we didn't have his beers, I liked the guy. <laughs> I thought it was cool. <laughs> I mean, not as nothing like a fault, but we it's 3.30 or whatever in the morning. Any, anybody would be dead tired. It's 4.30 you know now. You know what I like? Oh, no excuse. You yeah. know, we've done that interview before with, mm-hmm. the, with the 3 o'clock in the morning thing. Mm-hmm. Ben's the only one to ever really admit it. Right. Like, he just went, like, at one point, he's like... I'm sorry, man. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Like, at least I always want to just know what we're in for, and then we can deal with that. It's right. the folks who get on, and they're like, no, 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 it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And it's not fine. No. It's not fine. Ben was fine. And, he, and, he, and I, I knew that he would come come up. Like yeah. as, as the as the thing progressed, and we kind of yeah. you know talked about some shit and, and had a laugh or two. Well, I uh, certainly didn't great. chop him off for any other reason than I I want to talk beer with him. And you don't so have his beers. what we'll do is just get them back on when we got the beer. And, yeah, uh, you know that's happened to us before too. The goddamn Absolutely. customs just holding on to that. You know, holding on yeah. to those yeast samples. That's right. So it was JP's house called Customs. <laughs> no, that's right. no, it's called Customs. that wasn't even to JP. That was to me, and it was he labeled and, them as yeast. And by the it way, the since thing. when is JP Moscow? They, they, like, <laughs> all, the, all the beers hidden in a fridge at his house. I don't know, but I'm definitely not pouting about it, I'll tell you that. <laughs> all right. Look, I got to pee. Me uh, too. Me let's too. go pee together. Damn it. Stop talking. Got the lever on the pee switch. Come on. We'll do some feedback when we come back. Hang in there. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and a home brewer's answer book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any 
Tiffany Brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the thebrewingnetwork.com. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises blickman engineering has the answer the blickman brew easy all grain brewing system the brew easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design perfect for any size brewing location at its core the brew easy is built on two gorgeous blickman boilermaker brew kettles a high temperature march pump and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater the brew easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. What's up? This is Blake from Creature Comforts. You're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. Yeah, you are. All right. Thanks to Baskland Brewing Project for being on the program. Ben, we appreciate your time, and uh, it'll be fun to go see you in Spain. We got a lot of places to go. We got to do a world tour one day, Tasty. We got, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to get. I keep getting a lot of pressure to go to Paris. 
Oh, dude, you got to do it. You got to do it. Uh, Outland Brewery. They opened their uh, tap house now. The Outland (laughs) Tap House is uh, up and running. Uh, Paris is now a good beer scene. Um, John's helping make it. Yep. He was was in when it wasn't that popular. That's right. Thanks to the Brewing Network. Um, (laughs) Thanks to Justin. Pretty much. The Paris brewing scene is turning around. I am. I'm the godfather of French beer. (laughs) There you go. I'm the godfather of surrender beer. Right. Uh, hey, don't forget about Beersmith Homebrewing Software. You know, I was just talking to somebody in my neighborhood the other day who's uh, looking to open a, a brewery in, in Martinez. And uh, we were just talking about different things. And, and sure enough, you know, we're talking about recipes and how he can get his beer dialed in uh, before the brewery even opens. And out of the blue, the guy, of course, mentions Beersmith. He uses the software as yeah, a home brewer. go-to software. And so many even professional brewers now uh, just talk to me about it. Uh, you can get your free 21-day trial. Just go to Beersmith. Smith.com and download it. Uh, works on a PC and a Mac, and so you don't really have to take our word for it or the countless homebrewers and professional brewers who come in here and use it. And just so many so many pros who started as homebrewers, you know, get to know the software. It does so many things. They move over to the brew house, and they just kind of keep right on using it. Just close your equipment, and then it takes over. Yeah, it's a, it's a great piece of software, but you don't have to take our word for it because you get a free trial. Go check it out. Uh, Brad uh, Smith, uh, the creator, also does a fantastic podcast. If you're looking for more information and uh, something else to listen to when, when we're off the air or, um, or, or I'm half dead, um, uh, you can check out the Beersmith uh, Brewing podcast. He does yeah. a really nice job. A lot of articles. Um, yeah. Every time I see him at different events, Brad, he wants to talk about uh, podcasting and such, and, and I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you ever dial is. in the level? No. Hey, man. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what, Brad? You're better at this than me. Let's just not. You don't need any information from me. <laughs> go check it out. You go You're to beersmith.com and um, get all the info you need. Do so, it. Go there now. All right. Well. I thought we'd get to that feedback that we have. Uh, we got a lot of it uh, this week. And feedback's brought to you today by the Beer Law Center. You can go to beerlawcenter.com and check it out. Our good friend John, who I believe is about to publish a book well, that has been, uh, right. boy, what a well, void in this industry has there been um, until now. So I'll keep you up to date on that when the book is available. But I know he was you know, writing about the many legal issues that are near and dear to your hearts, Pro Brewers. And John over at the Beer Law Center is going to help you out with that. So I'll keep you up to date on that. In the meantime, if you need help, um, you know, with your licensing or your trademarks, you can go to BeerLawCenter.com. And uh, John will take good care of you. He's he's a good guy and, and knows this industry, which I think is the most important thing. Uh, yeah. Doesn't just know the law, but knows how the law pertains to this industry. He's got the, he's got like the mindset of a home brewer and a crap brewer. So he does. He'll take care of you. Yeah. <clears throat> Aren't you, like, writing a, a forward yes, or something? Yes, I am! For, <laughs> I was thinking about telling you, but then I, I didn't want to do it book. yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, a well-known beer podcaster is writing the forward for John uh, for John uh, Simpson's guest book. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows a lot about law. Yeah, this podcaster law. knows yeah. a lot about law. He contacts law. me, he goes, is that all just a bit, or do you actually really want to write a forward? I'm like, fuck yeah, what, who does, come on, yes, I do. So It'll be all about me. It'll yeah, never yeah. be about the book. So I'm really oh, good, I and I like legal things. <laughs> yeah. I, I also think the like law legal. is great. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone should follow it. <laughs> I have met a law officer before. Uh, and, actually, and, so, and so does John. <laughs> the end. Uh, what? Give me a beer. I have the book. I haven't read it. I need to read it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it would help. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, I need to do it. But I think I think that'd be great to write it like your fifth grade. What I did for my summer vacation essay. <laughs> this essay yeah. will tell you what I. This forward will tell you about the book you are going to read. I like the book you are going to read. My name is Jason. I read books. This is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Let me count how many words there are. Is that enough? Is that enough? Am I done yet? Oh, double space would be great. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's do some feedback. I'll make, um, the, make the four just a drawing, a stick figure of me <laughs> reading the book. <laughs> reading, yeah. It's good. This is law. <laughs> it's a picture yeah. of the lawgiver from uh, Planet of the Apes. <laughs> all right, Quinn writes in, hey, all, I'm a big fan of the show and appreciate everything you do. With that said. There you go. I have heard you confuse brewery ownership groups one too many times and need to chime in. I admit it's harder and harder to keep straight, but Pyramid <laughs> yeah, is. is not owned by Craft Beer uh, by Craft Brew Alliance. Pyramid is owned by the same group that owns Magic Hat and Genesee, the ownership company that uh, was previously known as North American Breweries, is now owned by Florida Ice and Farm Company, which is actually a Costa Rican company. He says, <laughs> Florida uh, Ice and Farm Company, right. Costa Rica. Yeah. <laughs> See. And people try to tell me for years there's no ice store. There's a whole fucking company uh, in Florida, no less. Where they yeah. need ice. Florida, yeah. If there's one thing I know about Florida, they're known for their ice farming. That's where they made their money. He says, yeah, he says, I know it's confusing, but shit, man, it merits some clarification. The Craft Brew Alliance owns Widmer. And by the way, I have a feeling I'm one of the most guilty about this. I always confuse Widmer and Pyramid. Oh, me so too. I yeah. might have been the Craft Brew Alliance, CBA owns Say Widmer, Kona, Red Hook, Omission, Square Mile Cider, and a minority stake um, in some other shit. Basically, um, <laughs> says, I hope this helps. Uh, next time, you won't be so quick to associate the two, or maybe you will. Uh, but remember, Wikipedia is your friend in situations like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we're using just all the time. Google it. So Pyramid's owned by Florida? Then you go to Wikipedia. Is that what he said? Florida owns Pyramid. Pretty okay. much, yeah. And Apparently, Costa Rica owns Florida. So who would have thought? Oh, yeah. Okay. And, yeah. They're and, almost halfway there anyway. And right. Mar-a-Lago Resort owns Costa Rica. Yes. So but not for long. A, Which is in Florida. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Yeah. I'm getting it now. You get okay. it? You yeah. get it? You look like you're getting it. I'm getting it. In Bev. Quinn, you're right. And I often think we should be better our jo- at our jobs. We're, we're just not. So yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you yeah. for correcting us. Really hey, noted, thank you. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to do it again. And again. commensary with the pay. It's fine. I mean, one thing I like about us is that we are consistently shitty at our jobs. That is we're true, maybe slow, my but friend. We're Whatever. But, <laughs> but we we knew someone owned Pyramid. Yes, we did. We know that. That. In yeah. our defense, yeah. Pyramid, <laughs> in our defense, that, Pyramid right? was yes. owned. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's I believe okay. that's at least an A minus. Yeah, now we've been owned. Yeah. So. For extra credit. What is the actual name of the <laughs> right. holding company? Yeah. I did always want to have on our network like a real um, beer news um, podcast, like a short, oh. uh, you mm-hmm. know, like the NPR does, oh. like the five-minute news brief. And yeah. I always mm-hmm. wanted that, but I am keenly aware that we are terrible at that sort of thing. I mean, you know, being serious? And facts. Well, presumably, if that was somebody's sole job, then they would they would do that. I and I've always thought like, off the that cuff, too. Like shit. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. always thought that too. But then that person would probably require payment for their job. And, probably like and the so, producer. Which yeah, which, like Moscow did when he wasn't getting paid. <laughs> yes. If you so, expect and I'm the to worst person to do that job. Yeah. 
I do. I've been uh, feeling lately uh, like one day we will grow up and I think be, we can and do be that. professionals. Yeah. I don't know what that day is. And I don't know that it's I'll not, be around for that day. Because it's not soon. But, maybe but that's I what it do, needs. But I do know that one day it will come. Yeah, maybe yeah. it needs you to not be around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that will be the day. I, you, you are not, probably not far off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, hey, yeah we'll, I'll, we'll, I'll do we'll my get, part. We'll, 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 uh, <laughs> thank God. That death I'll will be find, speaking, baby. I'll go find a hot chick with a sexy voice and she could read the news. That's all we need. Up at that. Right. Yeah. Because that's what I think of when I hear NPR. You ever seen the radio? She didn't even have to be hot. You ever seen those women like on the golf channel? Uh, that, that and I'm just like, God, good uh, lord! Yeah. You were. Uh, I feel like somebody invented you for this position. Yes. Like you're well spoken, amazing to look at. Know more about golf than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and by the way, this could go for male or female. I just tend to notice the female. Um, Sexist. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just sometimes I look and I go, you don't even go to school for that. You're like you were born for this position. Born and have yeah, you have talent and uh, you know you can read a teleprompter <laughs> and you can understand shit. Right. And there you go. That's, that's sometimes you all know you, it, need. you have a career. Yeah, reading. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Anders writes in. Uh, Anders. Yeah. Uh, the t- the title of the email is I suck. Uh, <laughs> He says, Every Anders I know would say that. <laughs> he says, hey, everyone, this is not really feedback, but I did have a question for you. Um, uh, I just got that, Doc. Um, <laughs> that was good. Uh, I'm a fairly novice home brewer. I attempted my second all-grain brew this weekend, and this is where I sucked. I failed to regulate the temp enough, and it got to 180 degrees for the mashing temp. Oh. Um, and it took a while to get back down, uh, as it would. Um, I thought I might have been okay, but I pitched my yeast yesterday and, you know, checked it this evening, and there's just nothing going on. Yep. He goes on to say, it's an Abbey Ale, uh, so I was going to add candy sugar at, like, day five or eight anyway. That would help for me. He's like, day five or eight. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, you know, what do you think? Do you think adding now will help, or is this beard done for? Love the show, Anders. It, it would help him release more money. Okay. It'll ferment because he puts the sugar in it. It'll ferment because well, the sugar. The, well, right. back up a second. But, but, what but, happened at 180 degrees? Uh, it denatured the enzyme. Killed all the enzymes, yeah. so, so it's all still starch and it's not simple sugar. So they've got nothing to eat. It can't be converted into alcohol. Is what you're saying? Well, if you put more enzymes, you got to shorten the, right. the carbohydrate chains. No. You can add some vino. Yeah, you could try oh. that. But enzyme. You think even that might not work? Doc, I think I just start over again. <laughs> yeah, that's the best advice. Invest the money you save on this batch by not putting more money into it, and buy a thermometer. And the candy sugar is expensive, isn't it? So yeah, it, it will ferment. He'll he'll think, oh, cool, it's, it's fermenting now. But then, what would it be? It would be kind of a th- not even thin, right? Because it'd have a weird mouthfeel, yeah. mouthfeel yeah. from the long chain sugars, and low alcohol still, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though the candy sugar would ferment. He'll think it's all good because it starts fermenting again. Okay. But that's just because of the simple sugars that he just put in there. He's just but all, all that malt sugar isn't malt sugar. It's just long-chain uh, starches. Well. What, what is the highest you could uh, mash at without screwing up all those uh, enzymes? It, it's a time thing, too. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you can have it up around the 165, probably, and... But it would be short. It's going to be short because you're, you're you can't denature them all at once, and it's just yeah. they start unraveling. Yeah. Okay, until you got nothing there. So it's it's a short lived 
kind of thing. Yeah. And if you're not converting these long chain starch things into simpler sugars that the yeast can eat, yeah, uh, you just you're swimming in a muck. Right. So. Well, and Anders, don't be too hard on yourself. Go back to the Honesty and All Grain show uh, years and years and years ago, and it'll kind of guide you through this. Because I felt like, oh, everyone said it's so easy. You just mash in, and uh, you get your... Good. And 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 it is, it, it, and it can be, but uh, it's... You know, it's foreign the first time you do yeah, it, yeah. and it's so <laughs> easy to do what you did, to be honest. It's simple. It's not easy. Yeah. My, my first all-grain yeah. batch, I did not calibrate my thermometer beforehand uh-huh. and mashed in, hit my 153 temperature, everything was fine, <laughs> and the gravity just did not go down, fermentation didn't happen, Okay, and then I was troubleshooting, and I went to, I popped my thermometer in boiling water, it was... 15 degrees off. <laughs> okay. So low, I was 15 degrees low. Right. So yeah. I was actually at like almost 170. Yeah. It kills it right and there. I didn't yeah, know there water boiled at 153. That's yeah. fucked up. I mean, I was in Minnesota, so I was like, the elevation's different. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Everything the water feels goes cold. down the toilet the opposite way. <laughs> right. Minnesota's weird. Yeah. It's a weird state. But yeah, turns out once I calibrated my thermometer, you, everything worked out fine. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it happens to everybody. I, I think don't save it. Uh, and and I I agree. I'm kind of I'm going to go with Doc on this one. I like to you know p- people always do want to know well what can I do anyway because they're reluctant to throw things away. So I liked it tasty throughout. You could add some Bino and see what you could do. But even if you got it to ferment, I think what Doc is saying is right. You're not going to enjoy that beer. Yeah. Um, and I'm one for sa- I'm one for saving beers and doing weird things to save that batch. Yeah. Nah, this ain't one of those times. <laughs> All right, thank you for the email, Anders. Um, sorry, for, sorry for the bad news. You know. <laughs> Turns out you do suck. Uh, all right. Uh, Self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shitty You're brewer. Anders. You're fucked. Chris writes in, and this is about uh, when we had Julian Schrago from Beachwood Brewing Company. Oh, on. that was a great show. We yeah. had him. Everybody's bre- telling me how they love that. You know, he and we always. That's why we've been trying to get him in here. We knew. It, yeah. First of all, he's he's fun, and then he's just such a great brewer. So, well, uh, this is in regard to the bit we had him uh, read his. Beer reviews. Yeah, right. Oh. The beer ratings or whatever. Chris really liked it. He says, great show. A friend recommended it months ago, and I've been enjoying it ever since. I know this is late, but I finished the Beachwood session, and I have to say that Julian Schrago's reading of reviews needs to be a staple of every guest you have on. Uh, from the initial days of review sites, uh, and then he, he kind of makes fun of the different sites. He says, the insufferable diarrhea of reviews from people hasn't ceased. You guys have shown a way to have fun with the idiots that troll a brewer's hard work. So keep up that good work from from Chris. I, you know what? I like this yeah. suggestion because I yeah. thought I had a lot of fun having Julian do that. And there's probably other brewers that have even you know worse oh. or more fun reviews to, yeah. to read. Some for people sure. more seriously too. Like yeah. they really read them and they really yeah. It's like, almost like Jimmy Kimmel making people read those shitty, <laughs> shitty tweets. Well, exactly. And and frankly, that's where we we, we really got it from. And we just thought this will be cool to do because we know that brewers read their reviews. Mm-hmm. And we also know that some of them are bullshit, uh, you know, where they just mention random things that yeah. have no bearing on reality. Exactly. Uh, so we just thought it'd be fun. I, I can't guarantee we'll have every guest do it because... It actually is one of those things we have to feel out the guest and their yeah. personality yeah. and make sure that they're comfortable with it. If you get like five or six uh, brewery, uh, brewery of the Year awards, then you're probably you're pretty impervious. Pretty good in your own skin. You, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got thick. The hard part is thick. trying to find – because I, I, so we did it first with James Costa at um, Half Moon Bay. 
And then, uh, which was great. Uh, but a lot of the, the the beers, he's like, I wasn't even around for this. Yeah. <laughs> this beer. Like, we don't even make this beer anymore. <laughs> right. We haven't made it since before. But it was still funny. Sure. Um, and then I forget who I try to do it with the next time. It's like, I can't find anything even remotely terrible in these right. reviews. And so I kind of got discouraged. Or so, so Make it I was, up. I was honestly surprised that we got some of those with, with Julian's. And they weren't like, this beer is shitty, but it, it is more like the, hey, the this you know it, it needs more malt. Like you're trying to tell yeah. Julian what his beer needs. Easy on the cascade. <laughs> right. He's like, it's all Simcoe. Right. Like, that kind of yeah. thing. Exactly. I, I don't like IPAs, but this beer was bitter. <laughs> two stars. Yeah, right. yeah. two stars. Uh, so I do think we could have a lot more fun with that segment. What yeah, I really want, actually, is a, is a brewer with uh, thick skin, but kind of like me, where they have thick skin, but also can really just go off the fucking deep end if someone says the wrong thing. Yeah. Like, I want to have one read that, where, like, they're cool to read them all, but then they read just that one, and they lose their shit well, here we, on the well, air. Roger Davis might be we, right. we have- <laughs> Okay, that's a good example. That's exactly what I was going to say. We haven't had Roger here in a while. I want Roger to read his reviews because he's the guy who can take it, but will also go off the deep end. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. Um, Fuck this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Uh, I have in my mind the guy. I really like him. He's one of my favorite guys in Bring, even though I can't remember his name right now. (laughs) Oh, Sounds guy. great. The guy from Libertine Tasty. Oh, Tyler Clark. Tyler. I fucking love that guy. He cracks me up. Tyler seems like the guy who could sit in here oh, yeah, he and that. read oh, his he, reviews yeah. and then and absolutely yeah. drive himself insane. Uh, Dave Malavova also. Oh, oh, oh he, he gets yeah. some good ones. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, Chris, uh, yeah. great advice, and I think we're gonna we're gonna try to keep that on the agenda. That'd yeah. be good. Okay. I'll keep it in mind. All right. Tommy J writes in, uh, hey, arseholes, um, I'd like to thank you for the great shout out to Wheeler Walker Jr. <laughs> yeah. That must be a JP thing. Yeah. I, I wasn't on this. Well, sh- we didn't here? actually Probably play not. it. We, no, we? we didn't play it. Wheeler Walker Jr. is like the country version of Steel Panthers. Yeah. Oh, right? okay. As yeah. Jody would say, Steel Panthers. Panthers. Um, <laughs> but I never played it on the show because I actually think it's too dirty. Oh, yeah. like if you look up the song Jake, Red Redneck Shit, Redneck Shit by Wheeler Walker Jr. on YouTube, it's real dirty. It's fucking hilarious. But he talks about you know blowing dudes and chicks and your sister. And it's like okay. Uh, so I just so I it's, haven't, it's raunchy. It's yes. really raunchy. So okay. I, I I just you know I, I wanted to, to to run it by you, but uh, yeah, Wheeler Walker Jr. He's pretty and, funny, man. And, and that's fair. And I, not that I'm trying to you know censor us uh, all over the place, but uh, no, but I want. Like like Steel Panther is is more I don't know the tongue in cheek they're more yeah but they're more like in the eighties mm-hmm. kind of humor or whatever I think that kind of mindset of yeah. of sexism or whatever but Wheeler is more like I'm going to talk about jizz right now and in a country song with a nice really nice slide guitar in the background. <laughs> So it's just it's a whole different it's a whole different thing. Yeah. I like that. See that is, if if the music is really good to kind of make really it good. to try to like subtle it a little bit. Yeah. But then the overtone is just overt. Oh my god. Right. There's it's so overt. Um, <laughs> and, and without the falsetto, you can understand every word. Oh yeah, it's blatant. So, it's yeah. right there. Like there's a song, song about, on, about on his the, sister, right? There's a song about uh, I want to. Uh, basically, he wants to sleep with everybody in your family tree. And he, that's what it is. And he doesn't care if it's a guy or a girl. He doesn't give a shit. Like he wants to bang your grandma and like blow your dad. And, Equal opportunity. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just, a pretty good compliment. I mean, he likes you so much. Yeah, right? I feel He'll like that is, that's a nice thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, first anyway. of all, he's thanking you. He said the, the album tickled him on long journeys to work. <laughs> but I haven't laughed so hard at a song, a song in years. He says, in exchange, I'd like to offer you some true British culture in the form of Welsh rap group Goldie Lookin' Chain. Uh, they've released okay. smash hits such as Your Missus is a Nutter, Ice Ice Dildo, and Your Mother's Got a Penis. Okay. Um, his warning is don't uh, listen whilst operating heavy machinery. All right. That's from Tommy J. So I did, I'll check it out. I did look it up. Um, I might have some of it here. A snippet? From Goldie Lookin' Chain. I'm trying to see if one of the songs here... Is something he mentioned. It won't be um, offensive. Yeah. I, I, I think your mother has a penis would be a good. I think it's pretty well on the nose. It's not here. Uh, I, I don't have it in, in, in the, the penis my... or your mom. <laughs> I don't have anything either. that he. Uh... Yeah. Well, some, some well is, there, is there a title that like jumps out at you? Uh, you'll never be alone at Christmas. You yeah. make me puke. <laughs> That's a good one. Let's you try, that, try one. that. That sounds yeah. promising. I'll take yeah. a few bars in it. <laughs> <laughs> I can name that tune. Uh, what's up? Really? Cue it up, baby. So far, I love it. Yeah, is this how all British music sounds <laughs> yeah. like? I'm actually, I'm actually undecided about it. Oh. I think the beer is kind of weak. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Tell you what, if this is the Beatles' first release. They would never made it anywhere. Oh, I get it now. Who? Well, everything There's is a loose wire. Everything's functioning over here. Did, mm. Were you able to play music on the computer while I was gone? Yeah. yeah, everything is fine. Maybe you got some on mute. I don't know. Oh, no. there's that little and thing, that little button with a, you know, it's got that. Like the in the player, maybe? Yeah. I got it. I Play don't know. Well, you could just look at Wheeler Walker Jr., redneck shit, and, you know, we can just get it over with. Okay. Huh. I'll try one more here. All right. Well, yeah, it's not working. The computer's not playing audio. That's no biggie. Or can you click the little icon that has a little speaker on it? Yeah, I did. All right. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> at, folks at home, you can go look up Goldie Looking Chain via Tommy. Yeah, thank yeah you. sure. All right. <clears throat> this one uh, is uh, titled, it's from Marcus in D.C. Titled, Fuck Those Fuckers. Wow. Uh, J.P., Justin, Tacey, Doc, Bebo, and Beardy. The next time someone uses the phrase proprietary process, <laughs> cut them off. <laughs> thank them for their time and move on to beer news and the Twitter game. It takes a lot of gall for a brewer to sit there and enjoy a 90-minute public relations blowjob while holding back on the info people really want to hear. I don't know how many two-year-old breweries there are in this country, but I'll bet a bunch of them would be glad to honestly talk shop in exchange for the exposure of a session appearance. Avoid the unwilling, he says. And if you can't, start issuing trigger warnings at the beginning of the shows. It's a real boner killer when someone pulls that shit. Thanks for hearing me out, and keep up the great work, Marcus in D.C. So I guess uh, we, you know that's come up before when brewers won't uh, you know share their secrets. Yeah, uh, frankly, Marcus, I, I don't have the same opinion uh, as you do. Uh, I, I don't really take a hard line anymore when people don't want to say things. I do think occasionally it strikes me the the things people do want to withhold they they don't make a lot of sense to me sometimes right. um but you know it's a business and and people have an opinion about how it should be run and and i, I wouldn't tell them yeah. otherwise yeah, i guess is what i'm saying they don't want to divulge their pale ale recipe which is like two malts and a yeast and yeah yeah. Well, right. Now, Marcus, I do hear your point, though, uh, where you're saying, you know, you, you wish I could give a disclaimer at the beginning or that we should avoid these folks. Unfortunately, 
we don't really know going in most of the time. It's very rare that we've been given a heads up that hey, this brewer doesn't say shit. Right. And so we Nor get would into we the, be comfortable asking them ahead of time. Right. Hey, if there's right. proprietary processes that he wouldn't want us to talk about. That's true because frankly, yeah. I get more out of them by just talking. Yeah, and they might right. change their mind in the middle of the show. So that's I, right. And sometimes it's not the brewer; it's yeah. like yeah, the owner, their, their marketing yeah. guy, or the owner. Yeah. And I feel like Whatever. that's happened more in recent yeah. years than in early years. In yeah. early years, when we would get it, it wasn't like some owner; it was the brewer. I think in recent years, now yeah. that structures have changed, a lot of times you're right, Doc. So. Yeah. I don't know that this is a problem I can fix, is what right. I'm saying. Right. Right. All we can do is do our best, and uh, but I, I hear your point. I wish I could still, say, you know. We're uncomfortable with it as well, but yeah. it's just a... Well, yeah, you, you, you feel you can't pry it out of them at this point because they just invoked the fifth. Right. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, oh, we can't I, talk about this anymore. I do hope it comes across that when we run into that, we try to at least be pretty quick to just then move things along. Like, we know right away when our interviewee isn't going to give us interesting material for the listener. And we do try to speed things up at that point. Yeah. And I hope that comes across. And, and if not, maybe I'll do a little better. Because, yeah, when we run up against that wall, none of us are happy about it either. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> yeah. and I know some of the people have, have said, like, it's not their call. Right. You know, so it yeah. might be, like, the right. owners or the people more high, you know, higher up. Yeah. Yeah, or the, yeah. Back to the thing where it's the owners or yeah. right. or the suits. Yeah. They're all. They, they don't want you to give that secret. Oh, did you, had you just said that? Yeah. No, I tuned out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like preparing the news and I'm just like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I decided to jump in and be relevant. Now, that thank doesn't you. mean, uh, Marcus, it doesn't mean you shouldn't write in your feedback like that. I yeah, do for sure. I more just want no, you to know. For, yeah, I want you to know like, where we are with it. It's always. It, it bugs it, us, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does bug us. But I think it d- you shouldn't stop you from writing in and letting us know that you don't like it. But I also. <laughs> I feel like at that point we should just start <laughs> guessing at what the it, process Justin? is. And Let they can just r- tap on the table. Yeah. Well, I'm always trying to put myself in somebody else's shoes and try to figure out if I do the same thing. And I'll tell you this. People write to me and ask, hey, I want to start a, a podcast. Can you tell me all about the equipment that you use? Tell me everything you do. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I don't do it either. And for there's a couple reasons. For one, I don't have time for that shit. Do your own – do your research. There's a reason that uh, people become successful, and, and I think that most often that reason is that they're willing to put in the time and effort to do so. Right. Now, I know that our show is about education, so we're, we're in a little bit of a gray area here. But in some ways, I don't mind when a brewer doesn't really spell out from A to Z, just like when I get uh, written from a fledgling podcaster that wants me to write from A to Z my audio chain. It's just, I don't do it. Yeah. I might point them in the right direction. Here's a couple of resources, and uh, you ought to you ought to do your work. Well, I, th- I think like with, with that with that analogy, it would be more like, um, <clears throat> hey, you know, Mister Brew Brew Guy, you know, I want to set up a brewery. How do I do it? Tell me how to do it. Right, yeah. Versus like if the podcaster was like, hey, you know, I, I have all the stuff, but I want to know how the the show is formed, like how you move your format along, or maybe some hosting tips and like how to you know some process tips with. Working within the equipment that they already have, yeah, I think that might be very different. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll give you that. And I've gotten those questions too. Yeah, I've gotten like the hosting and interview tips question. And you shit on it. I don't know how to answer it to be honest. <laughs> right? I have no fucking idea what I do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Is you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just one of those things. Like uh, I don't know. Well, or even more specifically, like what app do you use to run all the commercials? 
Yeah. Like, yeah. How about like I went that. to college and I learned all this shit? You maybe you should too. So that's part of my deal. That's what I'm. That's kind of my point, Doc. And and that and and I agree with you too, J. So JP, it's like we're in this gray area. Yeah. Uh, where and I think the brewers are a little bit in a gray area. You know, where they they are willing to share information, but they're not about to write the playbook for the next brewer. Go go figure it out. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah, I'm not shitting up. on your uh, your commentary, no, Marcus. No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm actually just saying of, that I fall have... in between what you're saying. Uh, you know, right? I mean, yeah, yeah I, I understand uh, if you have certain processes that you developed over years and you've put a lot of man hours from the brewery into developing a better way to dry hop. Right. You may not want to give that up. Okay, sh- sure, that's fine. But Whatever. then there are others who come in here and they won't say shit about shit. Like Doc said, yeah. uh, you're oh you're really paleo really your pale that's like nothing. Yeah. And then, you know what, Marcus? You're right. Fuck you. Right. Like, yeah, just... Yeah. yeah. But I think we haven't had one of those people in a long time. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, the recipe yeah. thing. But I think this is all, like, process stuff. Yeah. I forget. What's their little secret? Think, and they yeah. just... Yeah. Probably what stirred this up was the proprietary way that one of the breweries we had on recently uh, prepared their coffee beans. Yeah, the... Co- right. Oh. Right. Who was that? Do you remember? I, think, I forget. Was it, it was a, the Minnesota brewery. Is it in Insight? It was. Insight. 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 Oh, yeah. that, they're actually in our next email, I think, uh, or about our yeah. next email. So, and yeah, yeah that so, they may have been. And like, and I totally get it because that coffee beer was really good. It was really good, and it tasted kind of different than any other coffee beer. So it was and, really cool. And, and you know what, what else? Oh, I was gonna say all the, all their process that they wouldn't say how they did it was was how they sanitized the coffee beans before, yeah, without killing okay. the flavor, without killing the flavor yeah. before putting it in the beer. Which there's a, there's a bunch of ways that's okay. that you yeah, can do I'm that. all right I'm with like, that. And let yeah. me tell you something else, and I know this for a fact. Um, there are brewers who answer the question, I will not give you my proprietary information. All right? And so now it's clear as day that they're holding something back. There are other brewers that just hold something back, but you don't fucking know it. Mm. Right. Yes. Like you're talking about, JP, they might have some miraculous dry hopping technique, and we'll all ask questions. They will give us seven out of ten of those steps. Or describe a way that they're really not using. Yeah, exactly. And I know for a fact that that happens. So in some ways, at least those brewers, not that it's dishonest to do that, but at least the brewers who say, I'm not going to tell you that, you know that other will say kind of tell you that they're telling everything and they're not well if you in other words almost every brewer who comes in here holds back a little bit yeah and i think you have to and and if you remember years fuck me it was this show maybe it was a conversation i can't remember but Vinny, russian river yeah when they were doing all their belgian style beers they had that kind of flat bottom tank and they don't in at one point he was like no we don't do that anymore we've learned how to work the yeast in conical tanks to get the same flavors yeah and we're like how i'm not telling you okay yeah that i understand and is that a guy who hasn't given a ton <laughs> of information right <laughs> absolutely not right so I, I would say the same about a guy like matt brunelson who comes in here he's and done that before he'll say almost everything yeah you don't know what he's holding back yeah, yeah. By the way, the guy's probably holding more back than most brewers will ever learn. Sure. Uh, and probably not on oh, purpose. Yeah. You know, we, just, we haven't like, got the right question yeah. out, right? He just yeah. assumes everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I would say that's a fair assessment. Anyway, I do appreciate the feedback, and you're right. I just try to give a little perspective to yeah, the whole thing. For sure. All right, Clayton writes in. You, <laughs> kidding. Clayton writes in about BNA12, uh, and I guess this comes from the Insight Brewing yes. Show because he yeah. says, if you want to visit Insight Brewing and have BNA12 in Minneapolis, why not just do both at the same time? Have BNA12 at Insight. Didn't he say that the property was twenty thousand square feet? Done. You're welcome. Probably. Clayton. That sounds yeah. right. So. 
So that brings me to a little discussion about BNA 12. I, I don't know if BNA 12 is going to happen. Oh, you um, say that most years. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but now right we're up till the yeah, moment. But now you're feeling it but a little stronger. Yeah. I am, especially we're because we're, we're later than even most oh, years. And um, there is a staffer uh, that is not often on the show or, or mentioned that is supposed to be working on that, and I, I don't know what the status of it is. Uh, so my, my, my thought is, um, well, we're in a bit of a, uh, a transitional a, a period. Transitional period. <laughs> a bit of a transitional period. Yeah. Uh, so the lowdown on BNA 12 is this. There are a couple places that I'm going to reach out to, and if we can make it happen like we did last year where, where the venue sort of takes care of everything, the beer, um, the beer and everything, because legally it's just always such a, a fiasco, um, then there will be a BNA 12. And, and in fact, I, I might reach out to Insight. Thank you, Clayton, for writing this in. I think it's a good idea. Um, I, I think uh, The beers are good, dude. Yeah. I think you would really yeah. like them. Okay. Yeah. The other one on my list, uh, frankly, is Surly. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, my uh, basically, yeah. what has happened is I thought this was being taken care of. I, I, it is not. It's now on my plate. I will reach out to these couple of places, and if we can make something happen, I'll give you a BNA 12. But uh, we got a lot of uh, balls in the air, a lot of projects going on right now. The BNA party is a lot of fun for us and for you. But um, it is for you, and mostly for you, and but not a lot of <laughs> not a lot of return on uh, on our investment. And the I got and unfortunately, I got to be careful about that kind of thing nowadays because uh, my life is short. <laughs> He's saving for retirement. You know. I'm not trying to spend it. Uh, anyhow, I, I'm working on it, and and but I'm just giving. A, I'm just trying to be honest. We might skip twelve and and jump into lucky number thirteen. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, or maybe that. just have a, a an informal thing. Well, um, no matter. What, what yeah. I'll set up a meet and greet somewhere. Okay, we'll, all right. We'll be we'll, in town that yeah. night. We'll be Surly we'll, is a really beautiful place. I don't know if you've been yet. Oh, you've been? Uh, no, no. Oh. But I, I, that's what I've been hearing. I've been oh, online. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I've seen the interweb. Yeah, they've got a really nice place. Huge beer hall. You back. The view's great. Of the brew house and everything. They're on my phone call list for this week, and um, Insight is now on my phone call list. Thank you, Clayton. Yeah, they have that uh, gold, that golden coffee ale. It was like five yes. percent or five and a half percent. It's just so fucking good. Yeah. Oh my god. So, basically, if Bevo and I can pull this off, we, we will, but just the notice is so short, and I don't want to scramble and, and do a half-assed party. I don't like doing, despite popular opinion, I don't like doing things half-assed. We put a lot of effort into our parties. <laughs> so We know how to party. Um, so, stay tuned, and I appreciate that uh, input about Insight. Uh, it's now on the list, and I'll see if I can make something happen. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Even, again, even if it is an informal, hey, come down to Insight. Yeah, come on. Or yeah, surly or whatever. like I said, at the very least, that's what we'll <laughs> no do. No tickets, no nothing. No nothing. Yeah. Just come have a beer with us. We'll just hang out. Actually, it might be cool to have just the, like an in, like a the BNA twelve off year T shirt sale and like put I'll it up on like T Public or some shit or, or <laughs> Codis or whatever. It just and be just, like in a in a, um, um, a hospital bed. <laughs> and just like it's I our off year, <laughs> that'd be good. Oh, yeah, we could make yeah. a shirt out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Same time next year. Or you could have the shirt instead of having like the, the number that's on there, like it would be twelve. Just have it blank. I love the it. Justin Crossley <laughs> Memorial T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> or, or it'll be BNA twelve's a hospital gown. How <laughs> fucking funny would that oh. be? Especially all right if we if we do a Justin Crosley Memorial T-shirt this yeah. year at NHC. Yeah. I can't actually show up until like Saturday. 
You see what I mean? Because it's like, right? It starts on like Wednesday night, and we, you got to leave people wondering. Yeah. You're just trying to get out of work. Yeah, right. Well, it does have that bonus. Well, they start seeing more and more of those T-shirts around the conference. <laughs> people are like, oh, wait, wait, really? It'll be like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, my God. Ferris? Are you guys doing okay? You know, there are some people yeah. who actually care about me, and they will be devastated to see no, it. No, they just want to make sure they get a T-shirt. And those are the yeah. people I want to fuck with. Right. <laughs> so this is fantastic. Huh. Okay. Huh. Hmm. Oh. We could sell a lot of t-shirts. I, you, don't, you don't have to go to Saturday. You could probably go to just Friday night. Just Friday night? Just show up at club night? Yeah. And then, uh, in how, like about, a, how about this? You just go disguise the whole week? Yes. And something else. Different nobody, nobody, disguises. Nobody, you can just be fat. And what can I really disguise? be disguised as? I'm pretty distinctive yeah. caveman. Fat suits. Um, oh, fat just suit. Just like mustache. More, more beards. Okay. Yeah. More beard. No, Old man. Yeah. Like really. No man bun. Oh, I love it. No man bun. No man bun. There's, uh, you know, like Grog Tank has the bottle boy costume. You could just walk around in that. Oh, yeah. And no one would ever know. Oh, yeah. You could be bottle boy. Yeah. What's the guy who disappeared that everyone thinks is still alive? I'm like Richard the Andy, Simmons. I'm like the Andy Kaufman of the homebrew world. I know DB Cooper. I was like, <laughs> yeah, sure, fucking but go for it. Bevo, nobody else gives a fuck about Richard Simmons. <laughs> uh, I say guy who disappeared, and B, what comes Richard to mind for Bevo is, oh yeah, oh you mean Richard Simmons? Yeah, he's, okay. he's also gone missing. Came out and said, no, I'm just at home. <laughs> for the last three years? Yeah, I pretty last. How about the last fifteen? Who's <laughs> been talking about Richard Simmons gone missing? It's a very popular podcast. It's a very popular Wait, podcast. podcast. And it's on the cover of People magazine right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Magazine. Okay. okay. Suck I'd like it. I'd like to see that cover. Wait, no one's seen him for the last three years? Ooh. Breaking He's news made era. no public appearances. I mean, because oh. no oh. one cares. <laughs> yeah. It's true. That's, right. I, honestly, I didn't know about it. Here, on the session. He stopped we going on Stern. Probably no one gives a shit. I over. didn't know about Eric, our bartender, told me about it. I had no idea that he was missing in action until last week. I got to go fire Eric. Doesn't he have fucking anything to do besides <laughs> Did he just get a promotion? Where now he's listening to podcasts. <laughs> Pokemon. Yeah. By the way, I like how Ben referred of... him as the bartender. <laughs> the bartender. <laughs> he's our general the manager. manager now. Actually, I'm the same, though. I got fucked that guy. He's a bartender. Copy Bartender. of People Bartender. magazine hit hit his his, his doorstep and man he needed to talk about it. Yeah, with Bebo. <laughs> Call her up right away. Bebo, I'm so glad you're here. The, the only one that would listen. Oh my god! Did, did you, you know hear? that nobody has heard from Richard Simmons? Have you heard from him? Yes, he called me last week. We exercised. Did exercise. you Google that shit right away? I did. I went to his Wikipedia. Account. Oh my god! I'm not even kidding. Bebo, do I have a phone call? You do. That's the drunk of the week call. Okay. She's been, she's I told him we were doing we feedback. After the break? Oh. Oh, let's just do it. Why not? Uh, looks like we have Joe from Virginia. Joe, what's happening? Hey, Justin, you can be more enthusiastic if some fucker's actually calling in. You're so right. Kind of like You're off. right. I'd stand correct. You're absolutely right. Uh, how are you? Let me try this again. Joe, <laughs> what's yeah! happening, my brother? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you, have you been drinking tonight? So I, I've been drinking your favorite beer of all time, Pale 31. Okay. I like this. I, I work for the distributor that sells Pale 31, and fucking Firestone is pulling it back. So I bought the last. 50-liter keg of Pell 31 at Firestone. Be honest with me. Did you buy it or did you steal it? Whoa. Uh. Oh, I got one of my accounts to sell to me for cost. Okay. So I paid one forty six for it. That's fair. That's Instead fair. Instead of a markup. That's what so I pay, I, and I own the fucking bar. 
I still have to pay one forty six. I'm just a drunk, and that's what I pay. <laughs> but I, I drank. I drank two and a half pitchers of it tonight, and I killed my keg. Two and a half very pitchers. Bad. Okay. How big are you? Yeah. What size? What, what's your girth? I'm a uh, six foot. Four, 260 pounds. Okay, exactly. That's why there's two and a half pitchers. 260? That's a big boy. Uh, 260. Ah. I'm a big guy. My dad's like six foot five. He's a massive guy. I'm kind of big now. I was on steroids, you know. <laughs> I thought about that. You're pumped. I had most of myself, and I dealt with it with a lot of steroids and a lot of other pills many years ago. Fellow juice head. <laughs> It sucked. You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm a Sorry. juice head. Bevo, I'm a juice head now. I'm yeah. a juice head. How much are you procking? What's going on? <laughs> Is that a bench press? I don't know. I, don't <laughs> no, I think it's like uh, like your subs and newts and stuff like that. I, I don't think even it's know what those things head. are. What do you... Where oh are you? God, I thought you, you were juice head. You guys are so stupid. <laughs> I got a lot of catching up to do. Just yeah. Get, what's your... roids and the muscle milk. What's your... What's your <laughs> I forgot the muscle milk. Yeah, what's your keto <laughs> regimen? What's What the fuck? Come on. We need the info. Tasty, had I done all that, I just would have come in bloated and like... Farting water and fat as fuck. <laughs> like Jiminy uh, Martin Short as Jiminy Glick. Uh, what's up, guys? I'm uh, just on my second barrel of muscle milk this week. Don't they come in like big barrels? Like it's a jar. I don't know. I, I don't think know. it's an average thing. Do anyway. I look like I drink so, muscle milk? Did I yeah. miss that in Beer News Pale 31? They discontinued it? Is that what's going on? Oh, yeah. Wait, what the no, fuck? He said it was out of date. Out so, of date. So what oh. I heard is, so is going back Pale 31 and make it basically a West Coast beer. And they're not distributing on the East Coast anymore. Oh, good. So I okay. saw there were there were two kegs left. It projects some work for the distributor. So I, I bought one of them, and it wound up being the last keg of Pale Thirty One in Virginia available to sell. Wow! And I got it, and I brought it home. This sounds like I've a sexual experience like, for you. You've been drinking the shit out of it. Um, oh, but the funny thing is, I am, if you look on Untapped, open up Untapped on your computer, yeah. you can see like I am number one on Untapped check-ins for Pale Thirty One <laughs> out of anybody else. That a boy. That's like my pride moment. I currently kicked my buddy's ass. He was like up there with me. It was like we came down to a contest because I used to get six barrels of Pale Thirty One, but I got the last fucking fifty liter of Pale Thirty One. And the shitty thing was, I have a, I have a really small. So like, right, so. I'm glad we. Based, this is the third. Iteration of his story, and we asked him to do it a second time. Well, I he's like the neighbor. One point of clarification: I didn't want the whole story. Exactly. Yeah. I don't need. Look, I don't need your fucking life story. He's like the neighbor that stands at the bottom of your driveway, and you keep trying to walk away. You're, and you're hey, like, we got to get together for game night. Yeah, you're like, oh, my kid's drowning in the bathtub. He's like, I know. So then, remember the time. Oh, Jesus. oh, Rico's like that. Actually, Joe, you're you're doing great. Yeah. Well, you're doing hey, Joe, something. Uh, I'm fine. I'm doing well. This is my my this is my win tonight. This is my third DOTW. Oh shit! For oh, all wow. the years I've been alive, I'm I, I won a few times before. So okay. When well, I drink, I I fucking drink. <laughs> Were you drinking Pale Thirty One those times? You mean both? Not not those times. That was back when I was living in uh, Chicago and in Wisconsin. And I couldn't get Pale 31 back in those days because they didn't distribute out here. But Joe, now it's all about Pale 31. Joe, we're having, having them send all the 805 they can your way. There you go. Because we, we're, we're, we're not crazy about it. I want 805 so bad. You want it bad? We can't get 805 here. But I want it so bad. Just to try it. How bad? It's not that big a deal. <laughs> I'm I'm just, just, hey, I will trade you whatever uh, East Coast beers you want for a fucking 805. Like, I don't want to get 805. Oh, that's not worth it. All right, we'll think I about want it. to try it. I've heard it's shit. I've heard it's shitty, but I want to have it really bad. That's for samples. It's fine. 
It's got a nice blonde deal. He's wound up real tight. He's fucking wound up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he had two and a half pictures of Pale 31. Yeah, yeah dude. I think, right. he's, I think he's looking at two and a half six. pictures, and he oh. just, we, we, we lose it with two his and accent. Two and a half 64-ounce mm. pictures because my fucking keg died. That's the only reason I finished that. Now I'm drinking a... A barrel-aged old grass mutant because that's what I had in my fridge. Because <laughs> it, it was on the bottom shelf in the back of the fridge. Because I started to feel normal it for was, a second. I grabbed it. I was like, it's the one thing I could have. I'm like, not chill with my wife. Oh, my God. Story <laughs> of my life. You know, you had too much to drink to go to the store. And I'm just like, all right, what's in the back of the fucking fridge? And at that point, you don't care. Uh, no, because you don't taste it. Anyway. You should really not, drink bourbon. It's not, <laughs> you won't have that problem. I don't have any bourbon. I, I not you, it. you <laughs> fucking dingus. I have Johnny Walker Blue in my house, man. I got some good stuff. Your show. Go, I keep had going. two and a half pitchers of bourbon. <laughs> All right, Joe, you are in the running for Drunk yeah, of the Week. Yeah, hey. running. You Thank you. Thank you, Justin. Stay tuned. The winner will be announced later. All right, buddy. I got to go. In the you, year. That's right. We will announce the winner later in the program. Thank you for the uh, for the phone call. Uh, that was a good one. I like oh, yeah. I like Joe. Uh, Jester Homebrew writes in, but, you know, there's a bunch of just nice things about us. And oh, who, who thank you very much. That? Yeah. That was, that was very oh, nice. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. Uh, I, I will say that he, in the second half, he's also saying I want to, my second thanks is to the sponsors of the Brewing Network. Oh, he yeah. says, I'm at More Beer Concord Showroom at least once a week. Um, also, I just ordered and received the mash and boil from Williams Brewing Company, and uh, I can't wait to ditch my self-dub redneck brew in a bag system uh, that I pieced <laughs> together over the last two years. So anyhow, uh, thank you for all the support. He also says, I entered the NHC for the first time this year oh, after nice. binge listening to Dr. Homebrew. JP. Yes, that's right. God damn it. He said it left me with a huge desire to get some professional feedback on there my beer. You go. So not only his first national homebrew competition, but his first competition overall. Nice. So uh, he, categories. Says, he says, thanks again and cheers. It's not in there. I don't know. That's from Jester, Jester Homebrew. I think he entered the Grodzitski category. Motherfucker. Oh. Dude, can we? Oh, I'm <laughs> so upset. What? Got a beer problem? There's regions. Another problem. There's, there's regions already like oh, okay. having results. Yeah, and you haven't even been judged yet. Results, resulting right. regions. Yeah, for first round. It's not like yeah. it's our region not. won't even be judged for two more weeks. Yeah. So I'm really panicking about I my cross. One more week. I think it was fourth through the seventh or whatever it is. Seventh, eighth. Yeah. He's worried about the freshness. I'm worried about the right. freshness. Uh, I talked to the dude. The dude. And the, the guy that's judging him. Oh, the coordinator? Uh, is that legal? Guy. Is that allowed? Huh? <laughs> is that okay? Duh. You had entries? Okay. He's also the Pico... Uh, yeah, Mike dude. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. He's, he says he's, he he puts them where the, the fresher beers that should be fresher. He, they judge those first. And oh, the, good. And the other ones, like the, the lagers and stuff, they can hold cold a little longer. He judges those last. Well, that's good. That's, yeah, that's, that's good. I'm okay. still concerned. That's what he's doing. But yeah. that's the day of. Right. No, no, no. They have to brew them. They have to judge night after night after night. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Yes. What, is, what is a Debogratsky? It's like a. Is that a lager? <laughs> I went to high school with her. That's pretty good for first time. I'm Debogratsky. <laughs> is that a lager? Or uh, no. Ale? It's a 3.3% smoke wheat beer. Where, awful. You put the, we got to drink it. We had like, you, in the you, historical. Pivo Grotsky. Do you like category. that style? I or do. You did I it drank to, all the keg. Okay. Both. I did it because I figured no one else is going to do this. What category? <laughs> yeah. 27, which is historical beer, which I realized I shot myself in the foot because then it's also like London Porter and all these other things that oh, are judged. And, yeah, yeah, so yeah. we'll see. I'm just a little concerned that there's other regions coming in and, and mine won't even be judged for two more weeks. And yeah, I'm just I was like, looking at that. Ugh. I was looking at that, too. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, please. That's all right. Um, please continue. Okay. They're on East Coast time, by the way. One more. Uh, this might be for... 
Well, I guess Beardy and Tasty could maybe can help out with this one. Maybe. Um, SoCal Surfer, Matt writes in. It's about hop choices. Uh, dear guys and the beef. Uh, been a listener since episode one. And yeah, except, I, I for this, uh, except for this ridiculous job I do every day, you're the only thing I've done for 11 years consistently. <laughs> he must not be well, married. Well, there's, there's something else he's probably done. No, masturbation. I doubt it. Uh, yeah, and Matt, that and masturbation. Uh, I've, I've not one bad thing to say about your show, except... Except... The one bad thing. <laughs> For that damn beard, which thankfully I can avoid by not watching the video. So, that being said, I was listening to uh, Jamil yeah. somewhere, and he was commenting on choosing hop varieties that are not proprietary hops. Yes. Which, of course, those are hops that are trademarked and not everyone can grow and things like that. Yeah. So, uh, after the hop meltdown of whenever the hell that was, I still have Cascade pellets vacuum sealed in my freezer. Being a cheap SOB, I'm concerned about price as well as availability. So, here you go, guys. Uh, the question, what new non-proprietary hop vir- uh, varieties do uh, any of you recommend or and, and, and he actually goes on to what flavors can I expect, but that's getting to be a long question. Do either of the two of you know about some um, non-proprietary hop varieties that, that might be available and recommendable? Beardy, what do you think? That he wants to grow? or that? Oh, I don't know. I think he just wants, no, to, no, buy get, on the market. I think he just wants to buy on the market. Yeah. You know? That are not, they're the USDA hops, not the proprietary. And they haven't spiked in, in uh, price yet, price, that yeah. kind of thing? Um, I <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of a weird question to ask. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, most hops are non-proprietary, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. It's, it's, it's some, are, like, some act like they are, like the imports, like Galaxy or something. No. Right. And, and they're in short supply. And at least with the literature that I get pushed a lot now, they don't really say whether they were developed in the USDA public program or if they were developed and are trademarked rhizomes. And it's just like, hey, here's this new variety. Some people will say you get blueberry and and tangerine out of it. You should try it. And then okay. you get a little sample of it, and it smells like skunk and, <laughs> and, and, and onion. And, and you're just like, no, thanks. Okay. So I really, it, it it's one of those things that I could tell you some that I know the names aren't trademarked, the actual names, but okay. I don't know that they're actually publicly grown. Okay. Um, so in other words, the information's proprietary. Exactly. I could tell you, but I can't. <laughs> no, I thought this might happen. It's a, it's kind of a loaded question, and uh, unfortunately, I mean, SoCal Brewer, SoCal Surfer, what the fuck your name is? Um, I don't know if you're a pro brewer or not, but uh, oh, a pro surfer. You don't know. Might have to ask your uh, hop distributor, uh, or call the guys up at More Beer. I bet they can help you out. Our yeah, wonderful know. sponsor, More Beer. They know. Go check them out. All right, that's our feedback for this week. Thank you, everybody, for writing in. We appreciate it. It helps uh, add content to the show, and we do want to hear what you have to say, uh, despite popular belief, because we tend to ridicule you. That's true. Um, we, we like it when you send that stuff in. So thanks. And thanks to John over at BeerLawCenter.com uh, for supporting that segment. Also, remember those guys at GrogTag? Yes. Oh, oh, good, yeah. good people over there at GrogTag. Um, well, you know, GrogTag has amazing labels designed by professional designers who designed professional things. But did you know that they have loads <laughs> of label templates that you can upload your own images into? And by the way, I can vouch for that because back when we were doing the... Uh, the Brewcaster or something. I can't remember. Yeah, it's been so long. Oh, yeah. Anymore. We never finished it either. The only reason I was <laughs> able to... And I, fi- I think I even won a label competition or two. Yes. And the only reason I was able to do 
do it at all is because they had templates, and then you could just go find like the creepy images that everybody knows how to find, yeah, and put them on their templates. It was a right. super cool process. I I really enjoyed it. It did make it easy. I never would have made my own beer label without it. Right. Well, Grogtag uh, has those templates. Um, or you know, if you're uh, smarter than I am, or at least more talented, um, you can design your very own label and have Grogtag print them on your on their durable and reusable labels. So uh, you can do all of that. Head over to grogtag.com today and use code BNARMY, B-N-A-R-M-Y, B-N-A-R-M-Y, and you'll get 10% off your purchase of some amazing custom labels. That's grogtag.com, and, um, yeah, it's a cool product that they do. Like, yeah, I, I remember do. even when we started this, but this the BN thing, you know, bef- it was before GrogTag mm-hmm. existed. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, going to homebrew competitions and seeing, like, everyone's custom labels and stuff, and... <laughs> You know, on a rare occasion, they were super cool, but most times they were just were like this. It's like MS Paint. And also just like this this papery, um, like, uh, melting mess of ink. Yeah, because the ink would run when it gets, when when the condensate, right? And so I like like the entrepreneurship of guys like GrogTag who go in and they're like, well, this sucks, and I think I can fix that. Yeah. And that's how you get GrogTag. So go check it out. They're really cool labels. And um, good supporter of this program. All right. How about a little break? Yes, please. please. Yeah. I have to pee again. And then we'll come back and we'll do some beer news and... Um, Chabra. Yeah. Hang in there. Bra. It's the session. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to The Brewcasters. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewers edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection with over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions moylan's brewing company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, (laughs) nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. It's to help you out. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. Gotta try it. On tap at Moylan's. 
in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Yeah, that's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Hey, this is Julian Trego from Beachwood Brewing, and you are listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. All right, welcome back to the show, and thanks for sticking with us. we got just a couple of things left to do, including uh, to let you know 
about craftbeer.com. Um, you know, they have a beer and food course over at craftbeer.com. Awesome. Yeah, the craftbeer.com beer and food course is the groundbreaking course that leads professionals and enthusiast chefs alike through the basics of pairing beer and food. The craft beer and food course was built by a Culinary Institute of America graduate. My brother went to the Culinary Institute of America, as a matter of fact. Great school. One of the I best in the U.S. It is one of the best culinary schools in uh, the world. Uh, as How's I, this food? As I understand. Hey, you know what? Is that your brother in there? The kid can cook. Nice. Even, yeah. even though they knew who you were. They, <laughs> they let my brother in, yeah. Actually, funny thing is, when he went... There was a uh, like a little homebrew or brewing contingent sure. in, um, yeah, among the school. Uh-huh. They all knew about the BN. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was like famous class kid because of his, oh. because of me, oh, yeah. his brother. brother. Right. But he's the older brother. So how fucked up is that? Like yeah, my well. whole life, I was like, oh, I'm Anthony's brother. Yeah. And now in adult life, he's Justin's brother. Right. Does he still sound? Did he sound like you just did? Yeah. I'm Justin's brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His voice changes <laughs> every time. Uh, there are two versions of the food course. There's a professional version uh, made for chefs, restaurateurs, and brewers, uh, also hospitality professions. And then there's an enthusiast version for at-home chefs, which I'd be interested in taking. Uh, learn how to pair beer with your favorite foods, including chocolate, charcuterie, and cheese. Oh, you fucking had me at charcuterie. charcuterie. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and you'll get, to, uh, you know, you'll get to know beer styles, uh, see data and stories that will convince you that full-flavored beer deserves a place on the menu, along with wine and spirits. So... Oh, and and by the way, the best thing about all of it, the course is free. <laughs> oh. What? That's right. The beer and food course over at craftbeer.com you know, you say, is that free. First. <laughs> I'd have paid a much more attention. That's right. Uh, go check it out. Start with uh, that next time. Craftbeer.com. So all food and beer. Well, that's good. People should know the basics about beer and food. Uh, right. Beer. Especially. And you can get it free. Great. Yeah, even better. <laughs> Don't go geeking out on beer with me if you're not going to go learn the basics of beer and food. You know yeah, because you got to eat. Tommy, everybody well. listens to this should be able to go out and tell other people stuff about beer. That's right. Pass it on. You don't have to eat. My skin's like but you have really to drink? oily. Like, yeah. look at that. It's the like, I could like Why? I could like lube my Volkswagen with my hey, forehead. Are right those now. the steroids like coming out of your pores? I know the roids. There's they're yeah. coming out. I'm well, done with the silicone. Roids, It'll keep you looking youthful. Is that how you come down? I feel like lick I lick it. I can like. Are you gonna be like a teenager? <laughs> I kind of want to rub it on my penis. I don't Do want to lick it. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on your butthole. Tighten that up. Forget Jurgens. Justin's forehead. The new Justin. Rub it across this thing. By Menon. Okay. Um, By Menonites. So you're a collagen factory. <laughs> Something. God yeah. damn it. It's oozing out. It's the Roy's, yeah. man. Is it? It is. <laughs> what else is going to happen to me? You wipe it off and it's, uh, it's back you know, now. Is there like a streak where I just did the one finger? No, it's it's, it's like it's, just, uh, it's already back. Oh no, back, no it's, just, it's, it's, it's like that void. It's yeah. just, it just goes right. No, back. it's not really. I did notice yeah. earlier, like you know, like I was on the phone and then yeah. I, I pulled, you know, I was like done, and then I went to text, and like the phone, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like oh. yeah, yeah, like somebody's WD anymore. Yeah, well, that could have just been the palmate in your hair. Or it could be your eyes are going a little hazy. <sighs> From the Roy. Hey. Where you have like the, the imprint of the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah but with yeah. the grease. Right. I'll Look, I'll take these side effects come, over come the, back the bacon right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> but think about all the things you're getting done. Right? Yeah. No, not, not as a no, Oh, now you're just Oh, you're greasy. back on lazy? Yeah, yeah. I'm back to useless. <laughs> back on greasy. Coasting uh, on greasy. That's, I, a, no. that's a beer name. Hey. If you ever do a collab, coasting on greasy. Coasting on <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. That is, that's my beer. <laughs> be good. That's my brand. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, hey, don't get me wrong. I woke up this morning raring to go. Uh-huh. Yeah, half, last hour, half hour later, I was out of juice. <laughs> Literally. <Yeah. laughs> me on my couch watching Law & Order. There you go. So you woke up, got downstairs, and that was it? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Did you get a beer? No, no, no. I mean, maybe. Woke up, got out of bed, went downstairs, and hit the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Wiped the grease across my head. <laughs> All right. How about some beer news? Uh, how about it? Oh yeah, I need some news. Do you have any? Any good news? Any no, real I don't news? have any. Do you guys have any? Do we have real news? No. No. Uh, Anything no. about steroids? I, I'm no, going to give a thank you if we get a chance. Um, a thank you after, like after the beer news? Yeah. Okay. No. To me? Yeah. You I can thank you now for, for, for a turnover to JP. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate that. I appreciate being thanked for this before, before the beer news. Course. Yeah. After the no, remember, did you after say, the beer news? Yeah. Did you say get a thank you? Give out a thank you. Give a thank you. Okay. You'll you'll get it. You'll get it. <laughs> Come you, on, follow along. Keep up. Yeah, it's, it's easy. Do you want to make the beer news uh, brought to us by Adam and Eve? I would love to. What? I would. Oh. What's their uh, tagline? Uh, I would love to. Adam and Eve. I would love to. I would love to. What's in the headlines? Hang on. Let me figure out which one. Oh, Speaking here's the of one I'm supposed to read. Yeah. I just got to make sure I, you get the right Speaking promo. Speaking of lines. Why don't you? Yeah. Greece. <laughs> I don't want to tell people we're sending them a dildo when we're actually sending them a big O kit. So I right. got to get the right or butt oh, plug. Yeah, I got to get the yeah, I got to get the right copy. Yeah, all right. Well, because Adam and Eve's really been sending us a lot of different things to give away. They have. Yeah. Like, if really? you listen to one of the most recent uh, Bruce Strong's, oh yeah, they were giving away oh, a sex my swing. My God, I know, oh, right? That doesn't oh, seem safe. Like the, like the spin fuck chair. Whoa. Yeah, that's the one. Wow, yeah. Same it kind swing my ass. Just spin it. Spinner. Well, yeah. Swing your ass too if you want. I mean, <laughs> I think we're giving away the big O kit. Adam and Eve is determined to help you spice things up in the bedroom, and they're backing up that promise. So check this out. Go to adamandeve.com, and you'll get 50% off almost any item when you enter uh, offer code BNARMY at checkout. Um, And that's already a good deal because, you know, 50% off something. But back by popular demand, and for a limited time, you'll get a free Big O kit. And uh, who doesn't love the Big O? I love it. So, oh, some like over and over again? Yeah. No, seriously, does anybody... I'm asking, who doesn't... The anime is really, really good. That's what you're really, doing really it for, is a big O. Maybe bartender That's Eric doesn't That's love it. That's a goal. Adam and Eve's right. big O kit includes their exclusive Climax gel... Which is way better than what's oozing out of my forehead. <laughs> oh, that's not Climax Joe? Um, oh, Climax yeah. Joe. Come on. We have to buy that now? You don't put it there, Justin. It was not, no. <laughs> that's He's been, been doing, doing it wrong. I'm, I'm, they have been sending some nice products, but you're not using them. Correctly. But I'm not using them right. They don't come with enough instructions, yeah, or I your, can't read. Yeah, you're putting it on a hole. So He's putting it on the wrong up. head. Well, the Big O <laughs> kit has got the Climax gel and a mini vibrator. Um, so now wait, you got, wait, wait, wait. Why do you want a mini? Anyone. Well, it's the big old kit. Because smart. sometimes, sometimes you want to be discreet. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. you well, if you're getting going for the big O, it's not going to be discreet. <laughs> That's true. Well, yeah. that gets her off, and what girl wouldn't love that? <laughs> but you're also uh, going to get uh, your oh, your entire order will be sent to you for free. Which gets him off, I guess. I don't know what the fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know, uh, you know what guys like? <laughs> free shipping. Free shipping. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, choose an adult new toy, naughty movie, almost anything else. You know the deal. Go to go to adamandeve.com, use coupon code BNARMY, and get all this stuff. Okay. Uh, let's do some news, JP. How about that? Let's do it. <laughs> they're, like, they're better. Crash and burn. I, I bet we sell more dildos when they go down in flames. Oh, yeah. I feel like. Uh, People say this for the end. There are yeah. mini dildos. I still want to... 
to, to go tour their uh, warehouse. The warehouse, yeah. That would be a good deal. Uh, yeah. yeah. I definitely want a Segway tour of the warehouse. When Where is it? Because if it's in the Midwest, we're there. It's in Manila. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll write. i got to write to the Costa lady. Rica. Yeah. Find out where it's at. I think you should. We, and we should get a goodie bag when we leave. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's like the Oscars bag, but full of dicks. <laughs> yeah. Can you get a sample? It's a bag of dicks. That'd be great. Yeah. A big old bag that of you dicks. You can suck. You can suck a bag of dicks. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I'm getting delirious. Mm. Let's you? do the news because I feel like is I still have some. I feel like I still have some strong commentary left in me. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> but he also feels some fading too. Yeah. All right. uh, so this first story, is this first story is a is a regional story, but I think it's one that could give some smaller craft brewers a leg up when it comes time to bring their beers to market. Uh, this is a quote from Richard O'Keefe, who's a senior beer buyer at a chain grocery store in uh, Mi- Michigan. Okay. He says, it's becoming increasingly more competitive as we have outgrown the number of breweries in the state. Today, it's nearly impossible to bring in all craft breweries to every store in our locations. Uh, now, more than ever, buyers like O'Keefe are looking for an established demand for a new, for a new beer before putting it into a store. Uh, Meyer, which is the... Um, the uh, chain store that he works for, yeah. has 177 craft beers in its stores, 53 of which are from Michigan breweries. He says, quote, we look at how well the brewer is doing in their existing neighborhood, and we listen for any buzz that's being generated by our customers in our stores and through social media. We also look at scores from the beer rating entities like Untapped and Next Glass. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, O'Keefe, it's pretty much an entire <laughs> Next quote. Next glass. Never heard of it, but whatever. Um, uh, it must be a Michigan thing. Yeah. The next quote says, I've received in the last two months more calls from European beer companies than, than in the last several years. They want to get into the Midwest market. It's important that the craft brewers of today and tomorrow have a strong plan on what their growth plan is for the brewery and in the state. You can no longer expect that just because you're a local craft brewer that you're going to get into the store. You need to develop a plan on how to develop your brand in the market so the retailer sees the need. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it used to be crowd buzz or whatever, but it, they, they're looking at your social media activity, how many followers you have. Yeah. That's really helping them to determine who, who gets in. And, and I, I think that, ha- that has to mirror what's happening all across the country, especially in our area. And yeah. the nature of this competitive market that we've been talking about. I'd be terrified to open a brewery right now. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the taproom model, uh, uh, sorry, uh, let me clarify the tasting room model of your own brewery is still kind of a no-brainer everyone loves going to a tasting room and if you can sell enough beer out of there you're going to do well but getting a tap handle somewhere else or shelf space at a a retailer Mm -hmm. i'd be terrified and so that kind of makes sense to me that now they're looking for the buzz ones because let's be honest it goes a long way doesn't it tasty people talk about what they found is the ones that are selling well are the ones that have that so Mm -hmm. they need to kind of like reverse engineer it yeah so we're looking for prospects that had that going which is interesting that now it's about shelf space before it was all about tap handles if they only have so many tap handles in a bar so you got to compete to like you know even get into that bar now it's we've got 173 in that store yeah and they're still competing to get in there. That's pretty good. And, then, and yeah. the chain store model is doesn't really accommodate local beer. Right. What it does accommodate is uh, them you sending a whole truckload of beer to one location and then sending it to their stores in like mm-hmm. 13, right. 13 place, 14 yeah. counties. Yeah. So what they're relying on, in fact, that when it gets there, 
They've heard of you. Yes. Right. That's why you yes. got to have the social media. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's 177 the uh, breweries represented. 33 are in that state. I mean, that's not a lot. All that's really saying is that at the well, at the big grocery stores, they're more worried about sales per inch mm-hmm. and don't care about quality versus brand recognition. Well, they do because they're looking at on tap. They want people to be like, hey, this beer is really good. We would buy it if you have it. And well, they wouldn't do that. Also, that's, also, that's also assuming that untapped. People know that what beer is good. So, oh, agree. Yeah. Well, yeah. The buyer, well, the guy's going to buy the beer is going to taste it first. Let's assume he knows what he's doing. Well, so. I, actually, I, I agree. I'm, I'm going to tend to agree with Beardy on this. That but, you're you're making an assumption, Tasty, that we would hope happens. But frankly, I think that marketing is king in terms of moving beer off a shelf. Yeah. Now. Uh, at a grocery you, store. Now, now chain. you and I, Tasty, would go to a beer shop that we know that the buyer tastes all the beer, yeah. and then of course, buzz matters too because it, if the beer is good, it gets a buzz. Yeah, sure. But I think that what Beardy might be alluding to yeah. here is if marketing becomes king and and, and all of that, then shit, they, they might not even taste that beer. What's going to fly off the shelf? Well, well, I think a brand that isn't on the shelves will get attention if they have a good un- un- yeah. ratings and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm being assuming that somewhere in the channel. That they taste the beer and decide that yeah, we'd rather carry this brand rather than the, instead of this other brand. Sure. Yeah. You know who followed this model to the nth degree, whether he knew it or not? Mm. Jamil fucking Zanish. Yeah, Jamil. And and he's going to sound like I'm just tooting the Brewing Network's horn. horn but let's just talk about this model for a second. Jamil comes on this program as a home brewer, uh, does a does a fantastic service to the homebrew community because he knows what he's talking about and people right. really enjoy listening. And he didn't say proprietary, did he? And he never did. That. <laughs> and people really enjoyed his approach and his method of science and and uh, you know just just really proven results, right? When the guy finally decided to open a brewery, he had a, let's call it a social media following, a yeah. social following of of beer fans all across the country. Yeah. And and so, and then, of course, he then backed it up with fantastic beer. So right. here's a guy who which had... didn't surprise anybody. Yeah, which, exactly. People always knew that was going to happen. So he put all, like I said, whether he knew he was doing it or not, he put all those pieces together with a great following and then a wonderful product, and, and that's what happens. Well, and here's what you don't know about the beer buyer. Let's assume, like Tacey's saying, let's assume that they're drinking the beer that they're buying. How is their palate? Do they know what good beer is? Yeah. That's a big assumption. Like you look at the, uh, like uh, they say for like wine rating sites, like wine rating people. Go, go like the, the singular people, go buy some of their recommendations, try it, read their ratings, and see if you're getting the same things, because your palate may not line up with their palate. Yeah. So the guy who's buying it fucking Safeway <laughs> may not have a good palate, and he, he might like just terrible oxidized beer. He may not know what it is. You're right. And so you have a bunch of beer. It, you don't know if it's any good. You have to be the ultimate arbiter of what's good to you and, and, and what's not. And then it sounds like, especially in, in here, if it's not good, tell the store that you don't like it. Yeah. You're right. Be vocal. I think we need to be more vocal about the things that we don't like, which is great for me. Can I also say that speaking of so- <laughs> speaking of things I don't <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate this whole bit. Speaking of social media and yeah. how you can, you know, you realize that the Brewing Network has almost forty four thousand followers on Twitter. Yeah, we are a verified user. There are brands in this country. With far more resources and money than worth, this, than worth this millions little, and millions of dollars that are right. not a verified user on on Twitter. Yeah, we are a social media fucking powerhouse, and 
And crap brewers, you should take note of that if you need to advertise. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Basically, yeah. If this is the new game and you need to get your name out there and a, and a buzz needs to grow... JP at thebrewingnetwork.com. Please yeah. go find another yeah. homebrew or craft beer or resource that, or magazine that has as many... Targeted on yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm just throwing out right. and yeah. and and I'm not. I, this is not actually my normal complaint where I'm like just I'm actually saying no, do your research and when, when you're gonna spend your advertising dollars, figure that shit out. Yeah. It, it, this is the new uh, this is the new media. Yeah, t- and the BN as fucked up as we can be, we kind of kill it. When it comes to getting the word out, yeah, take to the right that, people, take that line yeah. item out about fucking giving away branded pens, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. But people love stickers, Which is right? Like there's pens that are like eight hundred dollars uh, in pens, yeah. Like dude, that ends up in somebody's toilet, yeah. Um, do people write on the toilet? They just read, huh? They don't write. Well, the crossword, <laughs> maybe? I don't know. Okay, thank you. The crossword. Sudoku. Yeah. Um, so Sudoku's. There you go. See? Thank you. All yeah. right, good. We're going. What else can we do with pins? Everybody, come <laughs> my on. My church does this. <laughs> why I have you guys 17 church pins sitting in the bottom of my purse. Praise Jesus. But it all I'm not even kidding. Like, they're wasted on extra money. Yeah. And I think they're wasted on a lot yeah. of people. But it comes yeah. 44,000 followers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Name. Name. Uh, well, okay. No, there. I'm, I'm not. I'm Justin, gonna, I'm gonna it comes it down to four, four, four words. Yeah. What would Julian say? Uh, what would he say? I know. <laughs> There right. you go. What's, What's next? next? Thank you. That's what he would say. Uh, the new hotness in beer is wow. not simply opening a brewery and selling beer. No, no, no. The new trend amongst beer companies is seeing how many satellite tap rooms you can open. Mm. Fieldwork, uh-huh. Drake's, Calicraft, the list goes on. I love this model. Well, yeah. it's time to add one more to that list. Okay. Golden Road. Uh-huh. Yes, the non-craft brewery is coming right here to the Bay Area, North Oakland, to be exact. Oh, really? Permits huh. filed with the city of Oakland this month show that Golden Road is planning to open a 7,000-square-foot brewery and beer garden in North Oakland, which will take up three lots on 40th Street between Broadway and Manila, which is about That's a, big... uh, a mile yeah. away yeah. from Drake's and Temescal Brewing and, and some of the, our, our local actual craft breweries. Okay. Right. According to this application with the Planning and Zoning Division, Golden Road tends to brew on-site serve food, and also feature an outdoor beer garden with fire pits. They seem to be really tuning in on the hipster market. because They seem to follow the ballast point model. Sure, sure. Right. Um, they're tuning in on the hipster beer market because the new building will be constructed from used shipping containers. Ooh, what are those? Yeah. And that's, like the, that's also the new hotness. This announcement comes on the heels of a similar one made by the company last year, announcing a tap room in Midtown Sacramento. Golden Road co-founder and President Meg Gill said in a statement that the company, quote, happened to have found two great markets in NorCal, direct quote, that <laughs> NorCal, Nor- where were Nor- these Nor- I, I like how you, rec- you, you recused yourself oh, from yeah. that terminology. Hey. Uh, 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 in NorCal that embraced Golden Road's, quote, flip-flop pub, uh-huh. which is their concept of a nanobury made out of a container. That's their concept. Uh, that also have a both Parking relaxed bullshit, yet active outdoor atmosphere. Okay. Flip-flop so, pub? Flip-flop well, pub. I can I, often be relaxed you know, next to a, a container. So be... Shipping container. Get ready to be relaxed yet active. Okay. <laughs> in, in flip-flops? Uh, flip-flops are optional, but uh, well, in an outdoor atmosphere. I don't so. know if you know this, but active relaxation is the new yoga. It's, oh, um, shit. Yeah. Um, it comes from Tibet. What's an outdoor atmosphere? I feel like either you're well, out... Like, patio. You feel like you're Shipping outdoors, containers. But, shipping that's containers. Just out, but that's just outdoors. 
That's an outdoor atmosphere. But then it's a big like, just open area. That between, <laughs> well, they, yeah. Yeah. They'll probably yeah. put some lights out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I do see. There'll be some cornhole games. <laughs> it's just outdoors. Well, outdoors. <laughs> but that's just nothing catchy. It's got to have pizzazz. It's got to have some zip. <laughs> have some, yeah. you know. All right, well, there you go. That's the next one. Golden Road coming in our backyard. They're uh, paying their advertising guy. They found a new market their good beer? in Oakland. In, in Oakland. Yeah. I, look, I don't mind. It's a it's it's a free market. It's a free market. It's a free country. I like the idea of container ship hipster hipster in, in flip flop. Where in in yeah. not Opening one in San Mateo, actually. Really? Yeah. I, see, I like the container model for uh, there, and there is one in Sacramento that I really like. Um, and anyhow, I'm not going to sit here and shit on them for having you know uh, the money or the uh, smarts to capitalize. On a on a location, right? Sure, go no, for hey, it, man. Yeah. yeah, go for it. Sounds like stabby. It's, it is just a dent in the armor of like you know real craft. Uh, right, people moving right into probably one of the most like craftiest areas in Oakland for sure. You yeah. know where I'd go for a fucking amazing beer garden in the Oakland area is Drake's dealership. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They yes. like have it enclosed. It's like a, this old brick. Uh, building where, yeah. like the roof, quite literally, in. the roof either burnt out or caved in. And John Martin, God bless his brain, was like, "We don't need a roof here. This is a Peeled beer garden, <laughs> and it's a cool ass beer garden with fire pits and everything else." Oh, yeah. it's, oh, really yeah, it's, it's really big. big. That's a good. It's one. got the fire outdoor pit. atmosphere. Fire pit. <laughs> <That> <laughs> is, well, actually, it's just outdoors. John, no. John oh, doesn't oh, care. Wait, but, yeah, yeah, he's oh. like, it's actually just outdoors. Yeah, I'm just calling it outdoors. I'm calling it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. But it's on gravel, so it doesn't feel like burning cement. Oh, yeah. Well, well, he also doesn't it's not have, a parking lot. Well, yeah, not a parking so, he also doesn't so have when you trip and fall down, you, it doesn't hurt so much. Yeah. Yeah, you have to scrape the gravel out. Right, well, they don't have the, the Budweiser marketing dollars b- push behind outdoor atmosphere. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> right. Yeah, All right, what else you got? All right. Uh, cloudy beer is back in the news, but not for its challenging of the far superior clear beer trend of the past 100 years or so. Uh, due to the rise of so-called Vermont-style IPAs, brewed by breweries not located in the great state of Vermont, some brewers are calling for government interference. What? Field work brewing here in the Bay Area. I love them. <laughs> Second time they come up in the news. Has produced a New England IPA or Vermont style IPA uh, called The Meadows, which is listed as a, quote, Vermont farmhouse ale, despite no such style being in existence. But breweries have a fair amount of latitude with such things, so most folks don't really care. Sean Hill, owner of Hill Farmstead in Vermont, however, does care a lot. He sees the widespread use of the word Vermont as un... Uh, First of all, we interviewed Sean. Great guy. Good dude. Is there such a thing as the widespread use of a state name? Hey, what about Texas barbecue? Quit that Uh, shit, man. Kansas City barbecue? It gets so much better. Go on. Sorry, I couldn't resist. He sees the widespread use of the word Vermont as an unfair capitalization on Vermont's brand. (laughs) And questions questions whether it violates the state's uh, representation of Vermont origin rule that regulates and protects the word Vermont when it appears on food products. Really? It was enacted in 2006 and it was a response to growing concerns that businesses outside of the state were cashing in on Vermont's reputation for products like maple syrup and cheese. By using labels or marketing that could confuse consumers yeah. into thinking products were made in Vermont. 
And that would be a bad thing? So this has to be a federal law in order for it to matter. The rule, also called Consumer Protection Rule 120, gives a state legal footing to protect the Vermont brand, quote, and made in Vermont food products. But beer is not specifically mentioned in either the text, in either text of the rule. I don't hate this entirely. I can see the point being being made where you, well, actually the point is, whether it be Vermont or something else, or Vermont you, style, you don't want to mislead consumers. Correct. If that is the point about misleading consumers, then who? I would never argue. I think I, that's I what so. he's. And and so that makes sense. The the actual protection of Vermont and the state brand. Do you know what state has more songs written about it than any other state? Colorado, California, Ca- California. California, and by far, we're not even talking close. Does that mean that that artists are uh, manipulating the popularity of uh, the great state of California? Yes, uh, I don't think so. I yeah. think they're they're just writing they're about. Sued. They're 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 writing there it's an homage to, yeah. to our state when they write songs about that and frankly i would i don't think that field work is um attempting to steal anything of course from, not. Of, uh, no in anything it, it's an homage it's insane however i don't like if if there is some um you know, deception to the consumer about where the product is from, then I could I could get behind that. It's kind of like somebody using, you know, it's kind of like trademark disputes, right? If there is um, confusion in the marketplace because of it, that's when disputes arise. Sure. Yeah. From, um, Matt, I don't think anybody in their four tap rooms is going to be very confused well, at all. They're going to yeah, right. From all that for me, here, yeah. it, it that's helps. the only market. It helps yes. because now I know I don't want that beer. They figured so I don't it out. With, yeah, <laughs> so, exactly yeah, right. It's actually doing d- d- a it's, service to beer. Yes, yes, right. And it's JP. clearing things up for me. No, on their uh, menu, or not. Be, on their menu, you really you, you go there. You, you have to ask what's your clear, what's your hazy, because a lot of times the names don't indicate. Oh, it. right. In this case, it does. It yeah. does. Yeah, right. Style. Yeah. yeah, it helps. Yeah. Thank uh, you for the help, Matt Coney, uh, Cohen, owner of Fiddlehead Brewery in Shelburne, agrees with uh, Sean Hill. He says we have a we have to be protective of the beers brewed in the state. I have, and a lot of other have worked really hard to build the Vermont brand. I don't know what steps we need to take, but something needs to be done to protect the Vermont name. Mm-hmm. Even when breweries, even when brewers are paying tribute to a beer style that originated in a certain place, there are federal requirements for labeling. According to Sean Hill, the uh, ATF, uh, who uh, regulates beer labels, well know won't approve a label that says Belgian Triple if it isn't brewed in Belgium, and that's what he kind of wants. Okay. Uh, lawmakers are also concerned with protecting the Vermont brand. Uh, this is a quote from the Senate President Pro Tem Tim Ash. Okay. Uh, he says, "This is the." First, I've heard that breweries outside of Vermont are using Vermont on their beer labels. On the one hand, this mimicry highlights just how high the quality of Vermont beer making is these days. Haram. Whoa. It's uh, here. Well, okay. yeah, haram. Right. This mimicry. <laughs> on the other, like with other Vermont brands, we should not and we should not and cannot allow vendors to reap financial rewards by misleading customers that Vermont craftsmanship or Vermont ingredients oh, went into making their products. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. They, look, they, they figured it out with bourbon. Right? It's really... Yeah, here, yeah. not there, here, not there. And it's a style. If you want to make it a style, whatever. Here's the last quote. They should just keep that cloudy shit in Vermont and just be done. <laughs> and keep those floaties in the bottom of those cans in Vermont, too. I here's the last quote. That's annoying. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, this is from Sean. He says, I think the state of Vermont needs to step in. It's gone too far. <laughs> Hill says he has contacted uh, rep- uh, Representative or Republican Samuel Young. No, Representative Samuel Young um, about this issue. Sean. So they've con- they've, they're contacting their government because people are using their name. 
Sean, I have to talk to you about something just for a second. Don't you have something to fucking do in Vermont? <laughs> I was uh, Phil Works response. Take a, yeah. take a, really? What's yeah, there's yeah. just nothing better to do. Yeah. I'm just yeah. feeling like, and I really like Sean, by the way. He was, a, uh, he's a nice man. But yeah. I, do I need to send you a puzzle? Or I don't no, know. No, he's in the Win- media. I Winter's think a slow time. I hope it keeps, I think it, I'd like myself if a feud would happen yeah. or a lawsuit. You're probably right. You're worth all the money. And as, as I'm saying, I, I actually, I agree with all of this in principle. I do have a hard time um, figuring out where Vermont who is. else gives a shit. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and where Vermont is, yeah. Uh, the, actually, the only reason I know is I'm from a, a nearby state, the Connecticut. Uh, place. Yeah, yeah. But I do feel like nobody else, yeah, nobody else gives care. a shit. Cares. No one cares. Nobody cares. And does that mean they shouldn't fight for it? No. I, who am I to say I you mean, shouldn't fight for it? But I, also, if you croak tomorrow, are you going to feel good about this? Is that the hill you're going <laughs> to stand on? This is always the hill I'm going to stand on. Yeah. This is always my standard. If I croak a week from now... No, I mean him. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I see. <laughs> but no, the principle applies. Yes. Is this the hill you're going to stand on? Yes. Right. Yes. The legacy. Sean Hill. Right. Um, okay. Sean, is this the hill you're going to build your farmstead right. on? Now I'm going to see Sean at the Great American Beer Festival. He's, he's going to punch oh, his oh, yeah. everybody, hey, everybody that heard this is going to come up to him and tell him about it way ahead of time. Oh, of course. Yeah. And I'm going to have to be like, Sean, it's not like you think I sort of half defended you and half shit on you. It was not what you think. Yeah, uh, everybody listening, tell him that, okay? <laughs> Get to the same story here. You yeah. don't take sides even with yourself. That's right. I don't even do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You lose every time that way. I'm an equal opportunity fence sitter. Right. Exactly. All right. We got one more. Okay. Uh, ready for it? Uh, uh, is, is it the numbers one? Or right, are we so done with the This must be the Sunday The state period. of Wyoming oh. is, big. is filing a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. All I'm right. exhausted of that last one. Go ahead. A few weeks back, we mentioned that Speakeasy Brewing out of San Francisco was shutting its doors and laying off all of their employees because it had failed to repay its primary creditor, Union Bank, and was forced to enter into an assignment for the benefit of the creditors, an agreement that some companies pursue as an alternative to bankruptcy, for those of you who don't know. Three days later, a Los Angeles court appointed a receiver called Jigsaw Advisors to oversee the sale of the company, forcing out the brewery's owner and founder, Forrest Gray. Well, it turns out that operations at the brewery are back up and running, albeit on a skeleton crew of only eight employees. The reason for the revival is this. A brewery making beer looks like a better purchase than a brewery not making beer. Uh, quote, the receiver decided that finishing off the beer in process and continuing to sell beer was the best way to get a buyer. That's from Brian Stechschulte. Stechschulte. Yeah, good guy. There you go. Uh, the brewery's public relations and media director, one of the remaining employees. The receiver will entertain offers from interested buyers for the brand who have until April 14th to bid. And by April 20th, Jigsaw will choose the new owner. Meanwhile, one dollar. I got a hundred bucks. I got a hundred dollar bill in my pocket. <laughs> I can make a hundred five. I have a hundred and thirty one dollars. Wow. And Doc had one dollar. So that's one hundred thirty two. One thirty two. I got twenty f- twenty seven bucks. Okay. I think I got a five tasty. Spot. What's in your pocket? You're the least, one, you carry a lot. I'll match. I'll match what you got. Okay. <laughs> tasty carries bail money. Beardy, sure. how you doing over there? Uh, let's see. How you doing, Beardy? How you, oh, I got a couple twenties. Oh shit. Okay. Come yeah, on. Uh, let's uh, do uh, call it out. Sixty four. Dollars. All right, we're up to, we're up to we're up to almost four hundred dollars. I'll call Bear, Jigsaw Bear right D, now. You better save that. That's condom money. <laughs> I'm in. I'm serious. You might need that. You, you might need it. that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, this might uh, sway you, you. Might put your wad back. Well, that's, that's, a, 
that's what we do, Ted. We'd flip it. Yeah. Oh, is that a new thing? Forget houses. We're flipping breweries. Flip this brewery. Now. That's going to be the new thing as they start to crash. Fucking fl- love it or list it. You know what, Tasty? You don't realize. You see, we're cash rich here. We just polish the, the tanks. <laughs> we're obviously cash rich. <laughs> Polish the tanks, wash the kegs, and then flip it? Yeah. What are we doing? I mean, clearly I gave a hand job to somebody before the show today, because why else we would I have a $100 bill we should do in my some pocket? some seminars on how to flip uh, 120 <laughs> someone. Yeah. That's how we'll make money. No, we just we, we line all the tanks with those plastic bags. <laughs> have you tried bags? Yeah. You have to clean your shit. <laughs> that's, our, that's, that's just our catchphrase. That's the new, Whatever, brewery, that's the the new brewery name. Brewing Network Flips. Have you, have tried, you tried bags? bags? <laughs> you tried our bags? <laughs> uh, meanwhile, five wage claims have been filed against Speakeasy, all pertaining to final pay. Oh, boy. Such claims typically come from yeah. employees who have not received final paychecks. Uh, debt was the main, though certainly not the only factor, that led Speakeasy to its current um, straight. Right. That's 2015, the brewery undertook a $7.5 million expansion, bringing its brewery capacity from 15,000 barrels to about 65,000 barrels. How much debt uh, Gray, the sole owner, incurred is unknown, but at the time he had reason to be optimistic. Probably seven million. He said we are. <laughs> <laughs> he said uh, uh, this is from Stekstuta. Stekstuta. Stekstulti. There you go. Uh, he said we were at our peak. Uh, sales grew thirty eight percent in two thousand fourteen over the previous year. In that context, growth seemed not merely opt- opportunistic but necessary. Right. Uh, the guy, oh, yeah. that man, mm-hmm. said Forrest was planning for the future. However, since two thousand fifteen, beer sales have slowed, not just for Speakeasy but for craft nationally. Uh, Lester Jones, chief economist for the National Beer Wholesalers Association, says sales are still growing, but we're talking single-digit growth versus double. The costly expansion raised the stakes for Speakeasy. We missed the numbers, Forrest said. We just didn't perform where we had been. Yeah. Ooh, and he spent the last, just got he spent the last year and a half. Oh, so this is this is interesting. With sales slowing and competition intensifying, Speakeasy cut costs wherever possible, even changing the packaging for its cans, for instance, and sought outside investment. So that big remarketing kind of push yeah, that yeah. was uh, trying to find. You know, I, to I don't bring think he in. did the wrong thing. I just think he didn't execute it properly. If you're going to make an. Exp- I don't know. I always feel like who the, who the should fuck advertise with the VN. Yeah. If you're yeah. going, <laughs> it's like growing any business. If, well, if you're going to spend seven million dollars on expansion and equipment, yeah. and you're counting on growth, how much did you spend on your sales team? You see what I'm getting at yeah. here? Like right. this is what I'm saying. I don't yeah, yeah, feel that he made make... the wrong decision, but he executed it. Yeah, you can't make more product and have people to sell it because it's right. just going to like. Sell, right? Because yeah. you're just kind of... And by the way, this actually is something I would do, because I'm not the smartest businessman. Right. I would just sort of count on the trend and and hope for the best, and right? Fine, right? And I tend to get lucky, right. so I'm like, hey, this is great. That's not the right thing to do. That's not the right, right way to do it. Ballast Point didn't do that. They They spent an enormous amount of money on an expansion, and then an additional enormous amount of money on a CEO who knew what the fuck he was doing with yeah. that type of expansion. Yeah, right. And they ended up selling for... And that type uh, of debt. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. You and have that, to be able to sleep with that's that another thing. number hanging over your head. Here's where maybe I, I wouldn't be quite the idiot, and it's, it would be based solely on the pressure 
of the debt. If I was going to take on debt like that, I would be so terrified of the consequences that I would stack the deck in my favor, Mm -hmm. hire the marketing team, hire the sales. Anyhow, there could have been any number of things that went wrong that that were unforeseen. Yeah. But I do feel like uh, this was an execution problem. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I feel that way. It sounds like uh, production numbers just across the board were kind of down. There was still growth, but not as much growth as they just happened to have in 2014. That played into it. But this is another one. I also uh, feel like a $7 million expansion for Speakeasy is enormous. Was there something in between that, that could have reached the next step? And I feel, yeah, I feel uh, like you're, you want, you're expecting to grow 50,000 barrels. That's a lot, dude. That's I, a lot. I guess as when you're doing it, you're probably looking at economies of scale, and you go, okay, I, I could expand sure. 50%, or I could expand right. 200%, and the and the, the dollar amount is nominal. Right. Um, and, yeah. and so maybe that's what happened. Maybe. Um, uh, It'd be interesting to talk with, but, but I, don't, I don't know if I'm I don't know about this thing about growth. Like, say it's 4% instead of 12 That 8% growth thing is not what killed them. It's the fact that they weren't – they couldn't ramp up and make beer – Fast enough and get into the market where they can to make pay their the payments. Debt. To pay for yeah, the right. debt. Then we're making the payments. payments. They're 18 yeah. months yeah. behind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so this is another reason. Uh, unlike a newer wave so. of Bay Area craft breweries, which are opting to stay micro-sized and distribute only locally, Speakeasy distributes globally. 13 countries, they say. Uh, that means that it has to compete with A.B. Miller, uh, behemoth whose power in the market is only growing. Uh, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Well, that's that's bullshit. bullshit. Here's, here, this is interesting. It's putting undue pressure on craft breweries like ours, says Gray. We couldn't make high-quality beer at six ninety nine a six-pack, especially not in San Francisco. That is, that's only true that's, locally. Globally, I call bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. There is a, there is a global market. Um, uh, there are local craft breweries, smaller than Speakeasy, uh, who can attest to this. Who yeah. will buy the shit out of uh, American craft beer? Yeah. So I only agree with that argument locally. Locally, sure. when and look, maybe breweries like Lagunitas who have the backing. Uh, when you can put out a seven, a six ninety nine uh, six pack, they do fourteen dollars twelve pack. There you go. Yeah, right. And and a speakeasy can't. Then they're right. This is a tough thing to c- to compete well, with. Well, let's make beer as good or better than Lagunitas. But also, you look... Correct. Which go- gets to a point we got to talk about at some point. You're right, Tasty. What responsibility is the quality? I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about their beers. I hear you. I'm just saying if they were stellar, they wouldn't have a problem at all. I think right. you're right because, in fact, well, let's say this. If they were stellar... Wouldn't we be here lamenting their oh, loss? My God. We would my be God, sad. We... In other words, if if my if, Kickstarters to if get my back beloved on Firestone was about to fall off the map, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be here talking about the economics that David Walker and 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 Adam Firestone. Thank you. Um, I wouldn't. The tire I wouldn't presume to know what they did. I would just be sad that the beer would be going missing. Yeah. Well, so right. Tasty, your point is taken. Yeah, you I mean, also got to you got to keep up with the market in terms mm-hmm. of quality exactly. as well. It, I mean, yeah, it is packaging. It, yeah, you know? I mean, nobody in here is asking how it happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're well, right. But yeah. you also throw a yeah. rock at some of these breweries. All the Speakeasy is everywhere in the Bay Area. Yeah. So well, how do you, so that how was could baffling. You not maintain that. That's yeah. what I don't yeah. understand, yeah. and that's yeah. what I would really love to find out if I'm if I would be smart enough to actually like talk to the dude and and, and ask this question, talk. or even to talk. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, period. The periodic shit. Yeah. And the, the six ninety nine. I'm just happy you read this week. <laughs> the six ninety nine case. Argument doesn't really hold water much, even in the local area. How much are people still paying for Sculpin? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. But that's an exception so, to the rule. Well, no, no, no and, but I'm saying... By the way, your mom doesn't hold water, okay? <laughs> that's not what she told... Wait a second. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> yeah. But that is an exception to the rule. They well, no, invented right. the $15 six-pack, and they're still killing it. But if, that will the, eventually beer, if the beer is good, there's still plenty of people that will pay You're right. $10 yeah. a six-pack. Right. Well, yeah. to be fair, they invented the $18.99 six-pack and then dropped it to 12 over two years. So Yeah. Okay. So I invented craft beer the. Is in trouble. I invented the let people send you free beer model. I yeah. don't know if you guys knew that. I did know that. Thank you. I have yeah. a case <laughs> chopping at home. <laughs> yeah. Party at my house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Macro yeah. beer. I never thought you would stop drinking craft beer. Sell out. All right. JP, thank you for the news. Uh, those are excellent oh, stories. Thank you very great. much, Thanks my friend. We also have a that. Twitter game. and I'll, Oh, see, there was the shout-out. Thank you. Oh, he did have a thank you. He had a thank you. And oh, he I just, had another he one. Delivered. What was so the thank, thank you? you very much. I want to thank the Pacific Northwest uh, Home Brewers Conference for her... Uh, have me up to give you know to hang with them. How did it go? The talk it went great. What yeah. a great uh, event! So well run. Jill we just, gotta go. Jill just killed it. Good. Why it was we? like going to the uh, the NH the uh, Brucon. Yeah. And you know, and the experience that they've got doing it. Uh, yeah, it was great. I am so sorry that we had to miss it, JP. We will go, Jill. I, I promise you. I, I, I can't, of course, promise you it's next year. I promise you. I will try my best that it's next year. I will. I, hey. I did. I did not mean to miss your festival, and uh, I'm glad bird, you had a good time. Here's some bird news. You'll be there next year because that's where the National Homebrewers Conference is. Oh, in Portland next year. It is. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm wow. not on the board anymore. I'm like, how come I didn't know so, that? So, like, wait, so, I'm wait but it's months earlier. The Pacific right? Northwest Home Brewers Conference is going to skip a year because of that. Oh, I see. Oh, and I just get melded. It's the same the people are going to be doing both of them. God, I like their attitude. Huh. So you had a good time. I had a great time. I was. They were just wonderful. Okay. Did you get a you get a handy or anything like? Some sort of foot job. I'm just too much associated with certain people that might you know, incriminate them. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Fair enough. You can okay. confirm nor deny. <laughs> Some sort of JOI? Like, well, come on. <laughs> what is that? What? I don't like. Do I like I'm talking? Is that like holding water? Don't tell me. Don't like tell me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna figure it out. Right. So we either walk. I'm gonna come back next. I'm gonna report back next week, and I'm gonna tell <laughs> you what that research is. Research JOI. So this JOI thing. <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it all week. That's the next Twitter game. Uh, all right. What was our Twitter game, JP? That's a fucking good question. Um, I wanted to to, to uh, have the BN Army decide on an off flavor. Yes. For beer. Yes. And then name it after us. Yes. Yes. So Mitch says, uh, beer fault is called OJ syndrome when a perfectly good IPA looks more like pulpy orange juice than beer. Okay. I like it. Uh, left of the dial says petroside. Undercarbonated homebrew by way of a jacked up homemade ha- hack of a beer gun, which is what I did. Okay. I jammed <laughs> my fucking bottle tape. filler up into my fucking oh, faucet yeah. and tried to seal it with Teflon tape, and that's how I've... All my beers. Yeah. Really? And he's worried about freshness. I said, yourself. Hey, no wonder he can't sleep at night. <laughs> I had one the other day. It oh, good. Great. Oh, good. That's what's so that's confused. Okay. Yeah. okay. Leave uh, it out a day on this. This is what happens doctor. when you're in the hospital for uh, years. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the hospital? God. Here's one of your thyroid that you got. Here's on the Slop bucket. Bruise says uh, intermittent flavor disorder. Two seconds of taste. Two seconds of taste. Or two seconds of no taste. Just like your live feed for the last week. <laughs> Oh. Wait, what's wow. that guy's name? 
slop. It's the guy who's been writing slop slop bucket brew. Thinking about the life he. Hang on a second. Yeah. Let me read oh. his. Let me read his email. All right. And and here's why. I like and, this. and it's not that he's wrong. Um, we, <laughs> <laughs> we had Is, issues. We have issues with the feed. Essentially, Mr. occasionally, occasionally the software um, just sort of slows down. Oh, speed. Um, and God damn it! What's what's his name? I don't know. It, I just only have it on Twitter. I can't find him. Anyhow, he just, wrote, he just wrote the snottiest email. <laughs> that was like, and then I'm not going to um, donate because it seems like a hobby over there. And, uh, and yeah, I just was like, it is. But I was also on the steroids, so I didn't want to respond to anything. Oh, yes. I was, oh, yes, because I read his email, and oh, I, was like, I was like, oh, you piece of shit. Yeah. I got to think. I, I was coming to this computer right now. Yeah. So I'm like avoiding saying anything, but what I wanted to say was, I don't want your fucking money. Keep yeah. your fucking money. Right. And your opinions. And by the way, you haven't donated up until now, clearly, if you're going to keep withholding. So keep getting your free fucking sh- all right, now I'm, now I'm oh, roid raging. Oh, you yeah. feel the rage come in. That's good. Feel it inside that, you. Feel it grow inside you. That, that roid crease. Carry on, please. I Thank wish you I could find well, it. I'll that, keep looking for his email. That please ramped do. up really quick. Um, <laughs> that escalated. Yeah. Yes, it did. I think the roids are still in him. <laughs> they must be. I weaned off, Tasty. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, you got some I bet he's, he's sneaking them. Yeah, they, you got a fit little fat on you. That's where they hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's seeping out my belly fat. Go ahead. On your forehead. Yeah, All right. Mark Wilson says, yes. uh, <laughs> Nicolium, crisp, lemony, zip aroma, beer finishes too high, uh, eliminated via misogyny and fun. I like it. I love that one. <laughs> Nicolium. Uh, Jacob Mitchell says, Jipism, where your IPAs turn out cloudy as fuck. Jipism. That's two on the jip front. Apparently. Uh, and then Blobberglop says nutterness. A light, delicate fromage aroma with a hint of taint sweat saltiness. Apparently appropriate in some shitty Grodzitskis. Was it nutterness? Nutterness. Okay. Nutterness. All right. And there you go. That's uh, wow. that's the roundup. Well, I'll tell you, the, the description wasn't my favorite, but the name... Petricide. Petricide. What was the description of that again? Uh, undercarbonated homebrew by way of a jacked up homemade hack of a beer gun. Okay, well, that's not too bad. It's not yeah, bad. That's show yeah. relevance. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's my favorite. What do you think, guys? Well, what yeah. about Nicole? Uh, what's it, what's I do like, uh, was it Nicoleum? Nicoleum. 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 Eliminated by misogyny and fun. Yeah, the description <laughs> on Nicoleum is better. So now we've got two things. We have a great there name, Petricide, and a great oh. description in Nicoleum. Uh, I don't know where to go with that. Neither do I. Hmm. Well, why don't we just vote on the two? All right. Uh, yeah. Let's do are it. those our top two? Anybody else have? I'm good. I think okay. those are the better. Fine. Fine. All right. Uh, let's start with Nicoleum. Raise your hand if that's your vote. We got uh, yeah. we got two votes, Nicolium. Raise your hand if it's petricide. Sure. We got four Vote votes, petricide. There we go. Yay for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. I think Monsanto might have a product by that name. So. Free. Yeah. Nicolium yeah. or petricide? petricide. This is GMO petricide. free, though. I'm so still looking really for that. No, that's DuPont. I'm still looking for that goddamn <laughs> I'm going to find that uh, email. Uh, fucking here. So- oh, 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 I found it. I found uh, it. <laughs> All right, this fucking guy. <laughs> it's two lines. Can we, can we respond to him? Right on the, on the I know. It's two, two lines. lines. Two got lines. You, got you that guy. It's just the sheer dickheadness of it. Okay, here we go. Uh, 
Good good job, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Fuck you. Every two weeks, the feed fucks up. Like, again, this weekend. Does no one monitor this? Not donating when there is no quality control. Sorry. Love your shows, but seems like it's a hobby to you guys. And that, I'm just out in my backyard smoking one night, and I read it, and I just was like, you piece of shit. Well, and so he tweeted it, which is what I was, I was asking you about oh, when I first thing? said that. No, yeah. not that, but like sort of Similar, like yeah. mentioned the thing, and he tagged our guest in it. What the, why would you do that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are you fucking serious uh, right yeah, now? I swear to God. Why would you do that? I don't know. And, and so I just replied back, I was like, oh, and to, to everybody. And he wrote into the Twitter game tonight? Yeah. yeah. Uh oh. So, you're not, maybe not Roy now, but you're revisiting your Roy of the other night. Justin's about to smash. Oh, inside. He's Uh-oh. on fire yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like uh, oh, wow. yeah, well, hey. you know, thanks. Hey, it's, it should 40, be 40,000 and one asshole. But why, but why would you tag our guests? Like, because he's an asshole. You know what? Let me tell you something, slop bucket. <laughs> if that is That's your real name. <laughs> Now, now you're, you know, I know you feel close to us because you listen and, and you can talk shit because yeah. that's, that's what we do. But, yeah, we're, yeah. but now you're also, so now, so you're affecting my livelihood and the livelihood of Jason Petros. That's true. That's true. I'm going to use your real names now so people realize that Ooh. fucking people are affected by yeah. this thing. Yeah. You're affecting the livelihood of J- Jason Petros. Thank you. Beverly Moore. Mike McDowell, Scott Lothamer, Warren, what's his name? Beardy. Beardy. Thank you. Yeah. Someone. Beardy. Um <laughs> That's one thing. We put ourselves out there, yep. right? So yeah. we'll, I'll take it. I just want you to know you're still affecting it. But then to tag a guest who is really just, they're honored to be on the show. They get a little publicity out of it. By the way, they don't know what the fuck you're talking about no, no in idea. terms of streaming something or nothing or whatever. Right. And there are guests. So you're sitting there on your little fucking lazy boy that has cigarette fucking stains in it and piss mold and I don't know what else. And, the full ashtray, and, the beanbag ashtray. Because I, this is the picture I have yeah. of your shitty fat ass listening right. to this program angry about the fact that the live stream didn't work. Meanwhile, there's 12 years worth of shows that you can fucking download that work perfectly. Well, that's effort. Uh, and so, you're going to call out the guest and everything else in a tweet? I don't understand what you get out of this. It's that passive Twitter where if I tag the guest, then they're going to pay attention. Like, we weren't paying attention before, and he was like, I've been emailing and tweeting for two weeks. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't Obviously, know. you haven't, because last week or two weeks ago, I called you, Justin, when it happened. Somebody emailed me about this, and I fixed it in ten minutes. Yeah. After well, I had the email, what happens is the 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 software has a glitch, and if it's and, and after it runs for a little while, if no one does a refresh, uh, if we do shows uh, frequently, it refreshes itself because we hit uh, stop and start. And the oh, other right, day. okay. If there is a little lull in shows, it 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 does not reset itself. Right. And it's a bug in the software that uh, has not been fixed. Uh, it's not my fuck. It's not my fault. Uh, it's the software, right. and uh, and if nobody's here to fix it. Then nobody's here to fix it. All right, I'm going to let this one go. All right, but, but you, you can't say you're going to let it go because you just did it. Dude, you already did it. Now it's like okay. <laughs> you've been uh, squeezing the life out of him. He's been, out, it. He's been hate, off the roids. I hate this fucking guy. Right now. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever said that about a listener before. I yeah. hate this guy. I'm about to block his IP. I don't want your. Don't ever ever donate to me, Slop Bucket. I see your name in your. I have your email address. If you 
don't ever donate to this program. I don't want your money. What, Keep your fucking money. It's just yeah. It's a passive aggressive we'll social media thing. Uh, right. there's, there's no roids in your system anymore, right? <laughs> no, I finished on Saturday. This guy just this really a that's a that's a button. Like fuck you. No. With the with the tagging of the guest, that was it. Oh. All right. I love social media. I was having, I was having such a nice time. Oh, yes, you were. <laughs> oh, you're having a great time. Uh, let's, let's go get a let's beer. Get and then uh, the Junk of the Week guy? And he wins. Fuck yeah, him. fuck him. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> thanks for calling. Oh, I mean, he, I win, he wins. What are you going to send him? He so wins and loses. What was his name? Slop Bucket? Joe. Joe wins. Yeah, <laughs> Slop Bucket. Joe Slop Bucket. Ah, gee. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to name my first kid Slop Bucket. <laughs> And I'm going to make you the godfather. Oh, God. Don't do it, JP. Don't do it. I'll have to show up. I'll be all angry. Yeah. Just do it, kid. That's just with your name. With your name. With your name. Even your name. And your lineage. Fuck off. Stop it with your cute little fucking... Your name sucks. Rabble rap. Yeah. Harumph. All right. Should we get out of here? Yeah. Please. I got pizza to eat. I'm going to go outside and yell. I'm going to go out in the courtyard, and I'm going to put my head in the fountain, and I'm going to scream at the top of my lungs. You're also going to get hepatitis. Uh, And cholera. And cholera. The the screaming will keep the hepatitis out. And more steroids. So it's a fucking win-win for everybody. That's true. I really do want more steroids. Can we just keep you on steroids? Yes, please. I I need it, and uh, clearly. But also, it gave me a lot of energy. It was fantastic. You know what else? Slop bucket. Meth. I know, but there's a lot more side effects to that. And before you know, I'll be fucking. What? Before you know, I'll be blowing slop bucket for another fix. So that's true. All right, let's go. Fucking asshole. Stupid name. I don't even know what you do. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Ben from Baskland Brewing Project woke up in the middle of his night to hang out with us and fill us in on the Spanish beer scene. Learn more about his beers over at baskbeer.com. Get a life. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcast and go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. like a new hobby. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at hoplifestore.com. Oh, asshole. <laughs> Get on Twitter for some good beer insight and homebrew info. Follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDowell at Tasty McDee, Warren being stuck over at Another Beardy, and the great Beverly is crushing cyberspace at Bevo One. Fuck. JP thinks Twitter is dead, and you should follow him on Instagram at Major Jip so he can become an influencer without showing cleavage. Today's show is produced by Bev, and your host has been the mystical, magical Justin. Be sure to find us on social media. Charity.